Welcome to another edition of the Skyline Podcast. If you joined us yesterday, we previewed the East in this 2030 season, the 31st season of Sky. Really, season one of Sky 2.0. This year's Sky and last year's Sky teams are the same, players are the same. Well, teams actually aren't the same. We added four Um, and two moved, but the, the players, teams, the league, most of them still have the same name. League itself is very, very different. Joining me tonight for the West, same two that joined me for the East yesterday, Mr. Trent Snyder and Mr. D. Rich. Is it Dr. Trent Snyder? It is, technically, but you it is, can... It is Dr. Trent Snyder. You just stick to Angry Trent. That's fine. So, yeah. Whoa, whoa. D. Rich. That's D.R. That's Dr. There can't be... Uh, hey! Doctor. That's, that's, that's Dr. Rich? I, you're you're, like you're Dr. That. Rich? Oh, that's Dr. Sort of itch. Dr. Itch. I like it. Ooh. I got an itch to scratch, and it's talking skyline, baby. I so, love. Let's start with a new division in Sky, and let's start with a team that has the player with the most batting war in Sky. Can you guys name that player? I did some homework, so I can. Um, uh, but it's a guy it, I want to talk about a lot, actually. Is it Elijah Holt? It is not what? Elijah Holt. Is it Eric Tejeda? It is not Eric Tejeda. Is it a Colorado Rocky at all? It is not a Colorado Rocky. We are starting with the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners. And two-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove winner back-to-back at second base and an All-Star at second base. A man on pace for 16 war and an 11.43 OPS. Juan Music Luna. And those Seattle Mariners. Juan Luna from Curacao. That's secondary Dutch. Ooh, no. Okay, I am now a fan. As everyone knows, we love the Dutch here. Uh huh. Luna's just gone up in my book. Um, he we met before just, we 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 do love our Dutch. I mentioned him yesterday. I did not mention this specifically, but Augustine Gill, closer for the Miami Marlins, also Curacaoan and Dutch. The, I uh, think there was another one also. That's a common combo. But all so Curacao is, I believe, a Dutch. Actually, product. no. There are, there are some that do not have. A second nationality of Dutch. Just a lot do. I so there so. are 34 players in Sky from, or active players in Sky uh, from uh, Curacao. The number of those, the second nationality of Dutch. You know, we're just making ourselves ourselves look really stupid. I think because we're this really is a Dutch that. province. It uh, is. There, so there are eight no players. Uh, of the 34, there are only eight of those 34 whose second nationality is not Dutch. I think that there are, I think there's a pretty good Curacao baseball culture. Like there are in real life major, I think Jonathan Scope's from Curacao. I think Xander Bogarts is from Curacao. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and I think they both played for the Dutch on the, in the World Baseball Classic. So so I like the realism here. We're big on that in the sky. And this 27-year-old Juan Luna, like Jonathan Scope and Xander Bogart, pretty good middle infield player. Looks like he's going to be excellent defensively. And is he playing second or is he playing short just listed at second? Do we even know? Um, he is but, their second baseman. Yeah. They have someone with 80 range playing shortstop. So, you know. Of course they do. And he's only on pace for seven war. Fuck you, Dustin. In any case. So, 
I want to go back to Juan Luna, not just talk about his, uh, you know, his nationality, but really talk about the player because he is been so sneaky good for so long. Um, put up five war last year, put up six the year before on pace for, like you said, 16. And the bars are like kind of underwhelming, you know, I, I get what why a, he's so good. What about I, this guy is a five war guy. He just does everything well. But I, even Dustin just called him an overachiever. And I think that's kind of my question is, do you guys believe in this guy? Is this a, is he a sustainable four or five war player for, the next five years. I mean, find his way in Hall of Fame talks at, at this rate, you know. Well, what helps is that he's stolen 50 bases in back-to-back years. Yeah, the he's game won helped him Gold a lot. Glove at second base in back-to-back years. A combined uh-huh. 20 zone rating across those two years at a little over 200 games. Yeah, he was 11.9 positive zone rating at second last year, which Man. is an easy way to rack up the war. So and he's the league average bat. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He had a WRC plus of 102 last year. That's good, fine, 11 home runs, slash line of 287, 347, 417. Again, that's all fine and dandy. Um, If that BABIP stays up, which he seems like a player with a sustainably high BABIP, like he did there in 2028 when he BABIP 350. I mean, he's a career 333 BABIP guy. I see no reason why that can't continue as a ground ball hitter with good speed. Um I guess it depends on what you call overachieving. I mean, would you take last year from every year, four and a half war, league average bat, 60 stolen bases? Yeah, that sounds like four and a half war to me. Of course. Why the hell not? Everybody would should want this guy on their team. He gets hurt a little the better more question. like, but other than that, he's, he's a fantastic player. He's fine. He has that one major torn ACL six years ago and just some day-to-day stuff. Okay, nothing to worry about, but no, he's a, he's a, he's a, He's an interesting player. He's, so he's going to make he's going to make 15 million over the next two years, and he's got that 15 million dollar team option. Is this someone that you'd pay 20 million to in a few years? You know, uh, it's it's harder when he's he's going to be in his 30s at that point. That's yeah. tough. Um, but let's say he was in the open market right now. I think he could. He's worth 20, which is kind of crazy because he is he looks like an overachiever. But you know, you you pointed out the steals 50, then 60. Uh, that's on out of the park 22 on 21. This dude had eight steals and yeah. eight times he was caught. So somehow I think this, he, maybe he's like the picture esque guy who really benefited from the new game. Yes. I mean, and if you can see this in the numbers too, right? Like his, uh, 2027 was not all that different from his 2029 from a batting point of view. And yet the war is a lot better. And that's got to be some combination of defense and steals. I mean, those are the only things that were different. So, uh, yeah, well, the move to second base helped him a lot because right. he was a, a decent shortstop, but an incredible, incredible second baseman. Right. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a neat guy, uh, player that we'd all love to have. But, uh, but you yeah, know, I really I I, I really. It, it, a very Mariners player. Um, I even like his nickname, Juan Music Luna. We still good audio wise. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I made a when I changed screens, I accidentally cut your guys' audio. No one wants to hear oh. you guys talk. 
Oh, that's very sad. Um, I'm a little surprised by the pop. I do not know uh, that he's going to hit 34 home runs. I think that is not a chance. Absolutely is, not a chance. This is lightning in a bottle. He has 20 home runs the previous two years combined. I'd imagine maybe with this hot start, he can maybe get to half that, maybe get to 15, but. Yeah, that might be about right. I think that's probably his ceiling is something in the mid teens. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why we're so surprised the Mariners are good. Um, I, I don't think we are. I'm not surprised the Mariners are good. I'm surprised at how dominant they've been. I in think, all of these statistical categories, batting and, and pitching, the only things they do not lead the West in are walks, stolen bases, pitching strikeouts, second in that, and home runs allowed. A yeah. 1.65 bullpen ERA, a team OBP of 950, a team WOBA of 396. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Um, but Dustin just pointed this out. I think a lot of guys have talked about this. Um, their schedule has just been insanely easy so far. Uh, I don't think they played a single team over 500. And the only team that is 500 is the Vancouver Cascades, who I'm, I, I'm probably not out of place saying it. Uh, that team sucks. So it's the easiest possible schedule. It is what it is. This team still won 207 games the last two years. So yeah, no, it's not definitely like not surprised. Crap. Right. Yeah. Well, they play Atlanta in Atlanta, or I'm sorry, at home this coming sim. So that'll be a little bit of a test. And then later they have Colorado early next month. You know, they have the Cubs uh, at home. Uh, but I mean, Mets. man, they have even a couple through all of May. Sims, but well, towards the end of May, it gets a little rough. Yeah, they get the Mets not, and then they get the Blue Jays, but until, but until then, they play until, the Mets, Blue Jays. But I mean, so that will be so what they'll have 19, 22, and five is 27, 28, 34, 37, 39, 43, 47 games before they play the Mets. Is a record of 40 and seven in the cards with who they play? You know, um, the Cubs aren't a joke. Atlanta's yep. not a joke. Colorado's not a joke. But every other team, they're pretty heavily favored. I mean, so let's so. say by the time they they head to Queens, if I set the over-under at Seattle wins at 36 and a half. I was about to say, I like 37 and 10 a little bit more than your, you know, 40 and 7. But that's just me. Something like that. Yeah, they're they're going to be basically... I think through two months, just a playoff lock, if they're not already. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what there is to dislike. I mean, now this team has Jesse Lesher, who's off to a fantastic start. Yeah, uh, this is, that's really what, I think, I mean, like I said, they, they won a shitload of games, but from a pitching point of view, the team looks so much better than it did the last two years. Um, they've been bounced in the playoffs in the first round, Ever since 2021, I believe, they have not won a playoff series in almost 10 years since Alvarado retired. And last year I looked at it, I'm like, man, how did, how did this team just get rolled over by, rolled over by the Knights? Uh, I'm not the, sure. The pitching sucked. Yeah. I'm not sure how much I trust John Pierre. He's old and could get hurt at any time. Um, and, I mean, Mike Piscatello looks like a pretty – Ordinary number five starter, but uh, but the top three are freaking legit. Um, Fields, Cormier, 
and uh, Lesher are obviously fantastic. Well, uh, I would have called absolute bullshit on that, D-Rich. I just thought the last series, the Seattle Mariners, the last playoff series the Mariners won was the 2021 Skyline Cup Championship. Isn't that crazy, huh? So we can confirm Dustin's success is 100% due to Alvarado and nothing else. Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm kidding. um, If anything, this bullpen looks a little less dominant than it has in past years. Um, I mean, Tobias Mart is Tobias Martinez still on the team, or is he cut? Oh no, he's still sitting there on the six-day DL. Yeah, shell of himself. Yeah, they lost John Ben. Man, he was uh, he kind was, of an he was, anchor for them the last two years. He was a really, really good reliever, one of the best relievers in baseball. Uh, drafted and now shitty in Philly, um, but in any case, uh, still have this nice catcher, Vincente Talavera. Because uh, he's the catcher whisperer. He's only on pace for six war. So nothing to see there. You can just move along. Uh, but Omar o- Omero Mazzocchi, uh on pace for five war. Like, you're not going to find a bad one. Like, these guys are all playing out of their minds in the early season. The, because- X-fact- the X-factor for this team is health. Because this is not the healthiest team. Jonathan oh, Wimbush has an injury history. Jeremy Denard has an injury history. Alex Rivera has a very long injury history. Even Mizachi has a very long injury history. I mentioned then, uh, Pierre on the pitching staff. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then you why, look at Justin Fields. He's missed a lot of time over the last three years. Jesse Lesher is mostly healthy, but again, he's 31 now. John Pierre's 37, and he's probably bound to miss a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, the depth of this team is really going to be tested. Yeah. This is... Uh, I think you summed up the the entire season. You know, but if they're so far ahead in May, maybe they can just start resting, guys. You know, just play the play the backups for the last four months of the season. You're making the playoffs anyway. Yeah, I, I I mean the big surprise in the West is the play of Colorado not being very good thus far. Um, so and Vancouver being 500. So uh, I think Portland Hops are probably a little bit better than a uh, 421 team. Uh, I'm not sure about the A's and the Giants. Those teams might not be very good. Uh, but I think Colorado will play better. I don't know that it's going to be this walk in the park that it's been thus far for Seattle, but it's really tough to see them not being one of the two playoff teams in this division. So I just don't see a situation in which that happens. It's really um, tough to imagine them, you know, not having the best record in the West. Um I mean, like you said, unless health bites, but even yeah. then, it would need a disaster for them to, to really not coast through so many of these teams. I'm going to check quick in Tacoma to see if there's some... Uh, I mean, is Kevin Waldridge ready to come up if they need another pitcher? Uh, he's in Tacoma. Number 15 prospect in the sky. Uh, my scout thinks he might be ready. Um, I mean, obviously, he could use some more seasoning there, but it looks like he... He might be ready, um, but yeah, I mean, there are some there there are some some concerns with depth and health and things like that. Uh, I guess that's a relatively common Seattle concern too. In the days of uh, Galvez, we were always worried about him getting hurt and things. Yeah, like I that. suppose, but Seattle's kind of pride prized themselves on their on their depth for so long. You know, their minor leagues are so stacked. It's always uh-huh. like call up this guy and they're 
in business. But you're kind of right, because last year, when Denard went down, the team flipped a switch, and they just weren't the same. And for what it's worth, Denard's the only Mariner having a slow start to the year. And, I mean, you say slow start, he's still OPSing 800. Yeah, by Seattle standards, that's horrible, right? He's the worst hitter on the team, I think. <laughs> Man, Carlos Lopez is a hell of a player. That's all I wanted to talk about next was Jorge Luna's partner in crime here, uh, Carlos Lopez, who signed the same exact extension that Luna's on right now. Three years, $30 million, final year team option, $15 million. 80-range shortstop, uh, clean injury history for the most part, can play anywhere on the diamond. Uh, plus 16.6 at shortstop last year in over 1,000 innings. Did not win Gold Glove. Who did win Gold Glove last year? Holy yeah, cow. He, Martinez? He didn't win the Gold Glove? Was it Juan Martinez? It could be. And we'll, we'll talk about. Been. But that contract's and, interesting. I'm going to kind of look at the contract. That's a, maybe a pretty pretty smart way to it uh, bought out, buy out It bought out Arbiers. Yeah, yeah. bought out yeah. Arbiers. Um, um, speaking of Juan Martinez. I know Martinez is probably a better hitter. He is right-handed. Carlos Lopez can't really hit left, but yep, it was yeah. it was it was Juan Martinez for the first fourth time. He had a zone rating of eighteen point seven, following up a campaign in which he was plus twenty seven point six. But those guys kind of look similar. Um, you know, remove remove the lefty bit. Lefty, yeah. Bit, in quotes. I'm, I, I assume Carlos plays every day, even against lefties, because the the defense, but. Uh, my favorite number with Carlos Lopez is that he's just barely 23. Yeah, you know, he's actually not playing against lefties, which I think is really? kind of an odd choice. Huh. Um, I think that's probably, I don't know, I haven't seen his numbers in depth, but I think this guy being a switch hitter. I know he does. I mean, he's he's he struggles against lefties pretty mightily. Yeah, he's pretty bad. I think I'd play him. His career I, stats aren't bad, but also it's been a tiny, tiny sample size. Yeah. I would um, at least give him some run because when Luna and Lopez are on the field, uh, the middle infield defense is the best in baseball. Well, you also got to look at who the replacement is, and it's none other than Ron Schuff, who's just a casual 65-range, 75-rated yeah. shortstop who mashes lefties. That's a good point. Um, and that guy is uh, tailor-made for third base, so... Some great injury insurance in case Alex Rivera goes down. Uh-huh. So maybe the depth isn't as much of a concern. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Denard and those outfielders are the guys that he really doesn't want to doesn't want to lose. Because yeah, I, I mean, and Denard are such key parts of the team. Yeah, he. I mean, and and do these guys struggle against lefties? It wouldn't surprise me looking at some of this. Like Mazzocchi's I mean, even if they do, they've got other players that don't. Simmerlink, the 33-year-old who I feel like, or Simmerlink, is a lefty masher. OSA has him 65 contact, 55 power against lefties. Danny Araujo, uh, platoon match for uh, Maz, is 65-45. Alex Rivera is 65-60. Vicente Talavera is 45-75. Yeah, maybe if the wrong guys got hurt. Uh, that could be a weakness for them, but and who, and who that's a lot of guys. Like, who is this team? This isn't like Galvez, where he is their offense. This is a team that has depth. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, I, uh, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. 
I think I think Dustin would say that Denard is the most important hitter uh, because he's posting on Slack now something very much like that that they lost Denard at the end of the season last year and it really just killed their chances in the playoffs. Um, so so that was a rough deal. Um, but is their bullpen a weakness? I think I think that's the biggest weakness on this team. There's it's, there's it's not much of one, but it. It probably is. I mean, Michael start. Craig is a good arm, but I mean, one of the things that I think I'll be looking at this year is these high stamina relievers are going to be so much better because, again, I think that having 12, 13 games in a row is going to make a big difference, especially for some of these low stamina guys. They're not going to be able to go as much as they were able to with that off day. Yeah, I, I, I of course, agree with that. Um, but I think I need to just watch us play a season or two to really get a feel for it. Um, I've kind of always been famous for pitching my relievers to death and uh, curious if it's possible with the new schedule. You know, can I get 120 innings out of a stopper or a long reliever? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the answer to these questions. I had mentioned earlier that I thought the bullpen looked a little less sexy than a lot of Seattle bullpens. I mean, you can count on, you know, the Seattle Mariners bullpen as much as anything, right? Like dogs bark, cows move, politicians spend money, and Seattle's got a great bullpen. Um, so I, that, that sort of surprised me when I first looked at the team here, but I don't know. They might be all right. It's probably not going to matter. I do not think this division is uber, uber strong. Oh, I, th- um, I think we're talking about the playoffs because this is just a, right. This is like Toronto to me. Um, right. They're essentially a lock. Yeah. So maybe if Michael case. Craig got hurt, the bullpen would be uh, a little bit in trouble. He seems like far and away the most competent arm, most reliable. Mm-hmm. But that's, I guess, a guy I'm watching as well. Mix in with Denard and eventually Rivera. But there's really not many bad things to say here, especially when you look at all these fucking stats. How am I supposed to say something bad when I see nothing but first? A one six five bullpen ERA. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what do we want? So, yeah. Uh, we can probably be done with the Mariners. Don't know that we need to talk about them a lot more. Um, well, I know so. D-Rich is not a fan of the expansion team, so while we talk about the Cascades, D-Rich can make his draft pick. Ooh, oh, cool. that's perfect. I might uh, conveniently finish as soon as you guys finish with the Cascades. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Brian Blakeman is a, a Vancouver Cascade, Jake. Did you know that? He is. I did know that. I liked the signing. I still like Brian Blakeman as a player. Maybe I shouldn't. Who knows? I, um, I, I still like him not only as a player, but as a starter. I, I still mean, he, like him as a starter. I He's worked out so far through four starts. Nothing to nothing to really complain about there. Outside of that, I mean, Jason Mitchell's been a nice little bright spot. He's hitting 424 for these Cascades. OSA has him at 65 contact. He mashes righties. We've got him a little lower at 60 contact, but still a, a great expansion pick. You've got, uh, hopefully, where was Whip Goyette from? Was Whip Canadian? I believe Whip Goyette was Canadian. Is this the son Whip Nene Goyette? He was Canadian. How close Maybe is it is. How close is Sherbrooke to Quebec City? Some uh, one of you Canadians that's listening, how close? Oh, well, right, yeah. Mike, Michael's at a Canada soccer game right now, so he's no hope. Yeah, he's he's not any hope at all. Sherbrooke is in Quebec. Oh. So in Skylore, this is going to be Whip Goyette's kid. I do not care, but this is Whip Goyette's kid. Yeah, he's uh, off to a great start. I mean, Vancouver is just playing so above their heads right now. 
Isn't this a uh, isn't this the expansion team with the lowest payroll? Not counting. Uh, yes, because they paid. Well, yeah. yeah, because they paid their scout. They're paying their scout forty four million dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, but this team's just playing real, real well. Uh, this center fielder they have, who's good defensively. I have a feeling oh. that the no, this is Grayson Henderson. Uh, I think that he was given to the Cascades. I think he's one of these forty five guys that was in AAA in uh, Winnipeg or not yes, Winnipeg. Yes, he was. But, but, uh, but he just sort of existed when they took over the team. He's off to a really good start. I mean, the, it, this would be a great story. I don't think it's going to last. Um, I think Brian Blakeman might have some staying power. And I don't think this bullpen looks pretty bad. Brent Martins is, Brent Martins is a pretty good pitcher. Um, so I think the bullpen might be a strength for this team. I like a lot of these arms. I think Daniel Reed's a pretty good arm. I think Nate, Nate Lewis, Lewis is a pretty, a pretty good arm. Yep, I like a lot of these guys in the bullpen. Harrison Hickson is a pretty good arm. So uh, I like a lot of these guys in the bullpen. Uh, but it's Blakeman and then pray for a lot of bad weather in Vancouver in the rotation. And I just don't think these guys are going to keep hitting the way that they are. I mean, you mentioned a couple of them that are off to great starts. It, it's not going to last. Um, but it's nice to see. And uh, I like looking at the, the expansion teams. But I think the... The Memphis Blues still look like the sort of most talented off the top expansion team of the three we've looked at. Now that might change. There's an expansion team in third place or in first place right now in another division that we'll cover. So I'm uh, excited we'll to see what Luis Mercado. I'm very excited for Luis Mercado. See what he does. Um, there's um, something I want to talk about in re- kind of relation to the to the Cascades, not totally. So. Um, Excuse me if I'm changing the subject, but I thought Ryan's choice of his stadium factors were very interesting, and it got me thinking about uh, if it really is a benefit or not. They just went we, straight neutral. Completely neutral, which means kind of means every player is usable in your park, but also means... No one uh, has a big advantage. Exactly. And so... I was wondering if this makes free agency easier for him, or does it actually make it more difficult? Huh. Because his goal, I think, was to avoid the situation that all three of us find ourselves in. Ooh, I like Joe Smith, but fuck, he doesn't work in Philadelphia. You know? Right. Because that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a really interesting question. Uh, I don't have a good answer, obviously. Um, it'd be more a question for Ryan. I'd love to hear what he said. Um, I mean, I think it probably, this is kind of my thought, is it actually is a disadvantage on the field, but it's a huge advantage from a convenience factor. Like, I think it makes trading for players easier. Um, so, like on the trade market even, I could just go out and sign whoever I want. I can trade forever I want. Sometimes I see... You know, a, a mean offer a player for a fourth rounder, and I'm like, oh, this guy's good, but he's right-handed and powerful, so he's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It's uh, certainly an interesting theory. Um, uh, I like the idea. Uh, Ryan's sort of an interesting guy. thinks about the game in different ways than I think some of the others do. And so it's a great experiment. And again, I'm thrilled the Cascades are playing well early on. I don't think it's going to last, um, but... Uh, but so far, you know what? Great. Go for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. 
Uh, I'd love to see Tommy Goyette hit those 73 home runs. Don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, but, yeah. I don't know what else to say. It's tough to talk about the expansion team. So, Which is why I try and just change the subject to ballparks. You didn't even make your pick. I'm working on it. All right, I'll pick this guy. He's got a cool name. Berger Anderson. Chipper Carosa. That's a pretty cool name. That's basically I, my only criteria for drafting. I do want to talk about this guy, Luis Mercado, who Jake brought up. Um, starter fan favorite. Just best. You can't up. forget his accolade. Has a decency about him that endears him to the fans. Is that what you're talking about? His accolade. He was 2027 uh, Wild Card Series MVP. Oh, my God, he was. That is that. cool. What team? What? Texas. What a typical thing. How good was he? Well, he, I'm going to assume he only had one start and pitched one game. And was fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to guess he went like seven scoreless, and that was worthy of an award. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it will not surprise anyone to hear. I hate this guy. I think guys like this always end up sucking. It's like that's not Jesus. that's not why you're rooting for a guy like this. You root for a guy Summers, like baby. this to strike out the fucking world. If you're worried about a guy like this being good, you are worried about the wrong things, my friend. You root for this guy because he is exciting to watch. He's going to throw that ball 100 miles per hour, and once that leaves his hand, you got no clue where it's going. Yeah, it could be the stands, could be your ear, right? Could be like, the catcher's yeah. mitt at 102 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, he is right-handed Ted Summers, correct? Uh, yes. So uh, this will be actually interesting to just to compare both of those players, uh, how effective they are being essentially clones just from the opposite side. And Mercado was fine last year in Texas. I mean, he got Babbitt to absolute death in 64 innings. 400, a 465 Babbitt in 65 innings is why he had that 6-4 ERA. Kept the ball in the ballpark, struck out the world, didn't walk it a lot, a 3-6-6 FIP. Maybe that's a pretty common thing for... For guys in this mold, because even Ted Summers has really been a well, because guy. when when home when runs and strikeouts don't home run, this is an this is a three true outcomes, guys. You're gonna strike out, walk, or give up a home run. So when that happens, there's so much fewer balls in play that it's not as shocking when someone like this has an absurdly high or absurdly low BABIP. Uh, I think the I, I I get Dan just pointed out. It's kind of what I'm saying is. The low movement means you're just going to get hit harder. But I kind of would think the extreme fly ball would help. Um, means usually if a guy hits you hard, it's going to be a fly out or a home run. Uh, so I almost would think low Babbitt, but who knows? What happens when a ground ball hitter meets an extreme fly ball pitcher? I don't know. There are studies about that in real world. Uh, I don't give a shit about Luis Mercado. I think this guy's awful. But you guys can keep talking about him as much as you want. There's so. nothing else to talk about here, Trent. Yeah, Let's I hear break. you. I was done talking about the Cascades a while ago. Oh, good. So. Okay. Now do we talk about the Rockies? Hey, we can. How about Eric Tejeden? Seven home runs through 18 games. Love everything about it. Love Eric Tejeda. 
Love, 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 love. Every what's not to like about this guy? Just and of those six home runs on the road. Wow, that's sort of nice. Um, and we might as well talk about the hundred forty million dollar man, Brad Adams. Yeah, who is not a Las Vegas Knight? Is no, he is not. Very, uh, very interesting. I mean, I'm always in favor when a good hitter goes to Colorado. I think it's fun. And Brad Adams is a cool dude. Been a big fan for a long time. Uh, uh, do, you, do you like that contract? Are you worried about that in year five? Absolutely, I'm worried. I think it's really stupid. But I think the goal is to just be competitive for two years. Yeah. You know, Kiefer, we give uh, – Kiefer's nuts. You know, there's a lot of GMs that have a lot of success, like Jangles and Ben Diego and Kiefer, and they get by doing crazy shit like this. So yeah. I'm not surprised by it at all. They're super aggressive, and this is what happens. But, oh, man, I, I think have... this is going to be so nasty. Middle of the order here is just filth. I mean, th- and oh. this is someone that could very easily play all 162 games. Uh, yeah, I think I... You're, you bank on it. Never uh, been hurt. I also like Fernando Caballero. Love him. One of my favorite players in the sky. Very excited to see this guy. Didn't have a great year last year. Did he get hurt? Uh, he just hasn't he... been good ever. And it's yeah. a bomb. And a I bummer. love him because I love everything about him. Um, so hopefully he plays better. Um, Their starting shortstop is Josh Houston, friend of the pod. I, uh, he can't Houston was awful his last time in sky. Oh, my God. He's just terrible. Hey, but he's a friend of the pod. What a yeah. What a dirty met this guy what is. A dirty bit. Um, but yeah, uh, how are the Rockies not good? Looks to me like Adams is hitting. Looks to me like Tejada is hitting the shit out of the ball. They're actually who's, just not scoring runs at all. Who's who's not hitting? Oh, Encarnacion isn't hitting. So that's hitting not three hundred. Come on. Hey, he's OPSing below seven hundred. I that's know, but doing. like, it's not like he's hitting a buck ninety. Well, it's the issue of it looks like it's not timely hitting. They haven't been playing good defense. Minus yeah, five zone rating, eight uh, most errors, and the bullpen hasn't been good. Greg Noriega has been fucking awful. Yeah, I mean it's a small sample size, but I'm yeah, with you. It's it's funny to see third in OPS and tenth in runs. Yeah, uh, that's that, all. That means this, it ain't gonna last. All of this is weird. I do um, want to look back at this Chris Rainer's Jeremy Ogles deal. Jeremy Ogles is now back in Colorado after being reacquired uh, from. Toronto. Who won that original Ogles deal? Ogles for McFarland, Reinders, Caballero, and Jesus Jaramillo. And this Jaramillo guy is interesting. Who uh, won this trade? Also, tell me about uh, Jaramillo. Why do you think he's interesting? He's just got an interesting profile. Yeah, I don't know what this guy is. Like, we know what a shocker is. What's High, low, high, low, high. Like, this with a good speed and good defense. No, a shocker is high, high, low, low, high. Yeah. High, high, low, low, high. High, high, low, low, high. That's uh, Caballero is okay. a shocker. I got you. Okay. Jaramillo is, uh, that's like a middle finger. Like, I don't even know what that is. It's yeah. It's something weird. But, but These yeah. These guys no, are always kind of weird. You know, I, I can't remember a ton of them, but like Modica. Luis um, Alicia. Alicia. What's the, the Roberto Alvarez, even the new second baseman in Toronto, Roberson. Um, I feel like I just don't know what I'm going to get from these guys. It's uh, I want to talk 
just just for a little while about Jeremy Ogles. There are going to be a couple of these guys we're going to run across over the course of the pod. I'm always going to stop us, and we're going to talk about them a little bit. I want to talk about Jeremy Ogles, because Jeremy Ogles currently ranks 10th on the pitcher list in top 20 hitters and pitchers in the sky, which means he joins a select club because he is a one-dot single-digit overall selection that is now on the top 20 pitcher list. It took a long time for this to develop. I've been keeping this list for a while. One of the great trivia questions of all time is that the first two one-dot single-digit pitcher selections in the draft to make the top 20 pitchers in Sky were both Phillies, the 1.3 of the Cincinnati Reds, Justin Muller, who as a Philly made the top 20 list, and then the 1.2 Chris Lamb, drafted by the Phillies, who later made the list. Ogles went 1.8 in 2020 and now is one of the top 20 pitchers in Sky. Just thought that so was worth mentioning. He's sitting there at number 10. Deerich, how many pitchers would you take before Ogles? I mean, I'm not looking at the list, but I'm going to say at least 30. I'm a little worried about Jeremy Ogles. Does he have a third pitch? No, never has. Yeah, he's never yeah. struck anybody out. But he's always had such high movement and such high control, it doesn't matter. He's Ryan Stork on steroids. Yeah, and maybe not even that big of steroids. Not even that much steroids. You know, you squint, they're not that different, right? Is it 40, yeah. 40 stuff versus 55? And that's about it? I think Stork has 35 stuff, but... He has 40. And Ogles has... Well, my scout has 60 stuff on Ogles, but still, it is an interesting question. I just yeah, I just think he's an interesting guy. Uh, I don't really love the fact that he's been traded back and forth between Colorado and Toronto. It's just a bad look. Uh, hey, it's not he like, got a I, ring last year. Give him some credit. I think that these I don't think these guys did anything wrong necessarily. It just weirds me out. I don't I don't like it. it that, there's something about it that rubs me the wrong way. But that said, uh, he he's been incredibly consistent for a guy who doesn't strike people out. He's been good for a pretty long time. He had an incredible run from 2023 to 2028 of just having pretty good years, despite the fact he didn't strike out a lot of guys. Do you know how many all-star games Jeremy Ogles has made? Uh, I do. (laughs) I'm looking at his profile. Sorry. It's one. Jeremy Ogles also 68210. Now that I like. Brian Stork, 6'4", 205. They're both weird. 33. No, you're 6'8". You throw 100 miles an hour. You have insane movement. Something doesn't add up. This always confuses me. This guy should be striking dudes out, right? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, well, the pitches just aren't as high quality. I mean, the fastball's good. But yeah. he just doesn't have the secondary stuff. They need to um, change their algorithm to value the high fastball a little more, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I just wanted to share Jeremy Ogles. Neat guy. Uh, always sort of liked him. Um, I like guys like this in parks like Philly. Uh, and Colorado's not all that different than Philly. I mean, obviously a lot more extreme. Uh, on Kiefer's uh, championship podcast, uh, he talked about liking guys with lower stuff and high control. Because uh, if the movement's there, 
then they're not going to allow home runs. And if they're not putting guys on, you don't really need them to strike out as many. And I just thought that was interesting because Ogles obviously fits that bill to a T. So. Yeah, Kiefer's, um, it's weird. He's been good for like 25 years, and he's always constantly changing his strategy. He used to be all high stuff guys, and it was all pitching, then it was all offense, and then he said, uh, maybe I'll start worrying about defense for the first time. And yeah, but I, the I best- think with, with the improvements of defense, guys like Ogles do really well anywhere. Yeah. The best pitcher on the Rockies is named Mike Baird. Really, really like him. Another uh-huh. top 20 pitcher. Yeah, where's he rated? Is he rated above Ogle? Leave 16. Oh, he's below Ogle. He's yeah. miles better than Ogle's to me. Now, he does have dick fastball syndrome, unless we don't have to count that fastball. And yet That's... he strikes out 10 plus per nine. Yeah. Stop that cutter. That changes it all, right? Yeah, I'm going to need a Ben Diego ruling on this, whether that counts as a dick fastball guy or not. I will confirm from Ben Diego this is okay. This is okay. This is acceptable. This is not this dick is... fastball. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I don't, so. I, I don't. I, but I'm not I the dick expert care. here. But yeah, no, that would be Ben Diego. He's the DFS guy. Uh, so in any case, uh, like Mike Baird a lot, uh, the Rockies have to be better than this. I mean, this isn't a 500 team, right? Like, there's no way. Yeah. How long, in, how long until a non-Mariners Rockies team makes it out of this division? Um, you know, I think I would feel more comfortable answering that question after we get to Portland, because there is some talent on that team, some talent that could probably be pretty sneaky. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens this year, quite frankly. I mean, I think I would be surprised, but you're going to tell me it's the strangest thing in the world if the Rockies accidentally go 500 and somebody sneaks in. I don't know that. And I think the team to do it is probably Portland, but, but I don't know. We'd have to see. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, the Rockies are good. So we move on to Portland. All right, let's talk about the Portland Hops, formerly the St. Louis Cardinals, the team's second in the West in runs scored and last in base running, second worst in fifth, second worst in pitching war, and third worst in runs against. This team knows how to hit and doesn't know how to pitch. Yeah, that's kind of been the story here for almost the entirety of Skyline, even in the Jason Trees era, in the Rick era. Um, always just been the same thing with the Cardinals Hops combo. Yeah, uh, are, are they playing better defense? Sort of. Not really. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think about the Hops. Um, I mean, what is there to say like that you didn't already say? Um, we know the pitching's kind of weak. We know the defense kind of weak. The bats are great. Let's talk about the great. And there's a lot of great here. Yeah. Uh, the top four in this lineup's nuts. It's really nuts. Are we talking it's, about Leon Leal, the single-season batting average leader? Yeah. I got we're talking about Sky history. And yeah, it's he, not a fluke, I don't think. He's been yeah, pretty no, consistent. That's he's back-to-back really, years he's babbicked over 400. It's really he's really fucking good and we need to get over it like it can make people as mad as they want. But this guy is good. He's like, lightning quick. He doesn't strike out. He hits for contact and he also he has line like, drives he, that are straight yes, all that, over. Oh, my a line. Mm. I know. I kind of wish ground ball tendency was spray as well, but beggars can't be true. The line drive batted ball profile makes me hard. 
Yeah. The spray hitter makes me hard. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I don't care if he's a disruptive fuck, which I think he might be. It doesn't he is, matter. He is disruptive. One of two disruptive players on this team. I <laughs> bet. backup that's, catcher. That might be a problem. Three disruptive. Three just disruptive hitters. They've got Edwin Raimundo, too. Yeah, I think I'd want to get rid of the shitty ones. You know, Raimundo and Sergio Fuentes. Uh, why would you have good. A, why would you have a disruptive backup catcher? And they have one leader, period, on this team. No captain. No captain. One person with high leader ability. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be a with fucking three disaster. disruptive that, fucks and a, a um, yeah, and a selfish fuck. Yeah, Tyler, if they have one more bad sim, you're going to see this clubhouse implode, and they're going to be in trouble. Tyler knows better too. Um, but yeah, Gary Sheffield, love him. Nick Schmidt. Now, some of the Nick Schmidt was on the block this offseason. Um, I remember. I saw him there. And the Phillies did our due diligence. We kicked the tires. Phillies could use a great hitter. But, uh, but he's Couldn't still we a, all? But he's still a hop. And You're still that, very bad. And that's okay. And Hector Flores. Uh, I, I think this team is sort of fun. Down to number five. Paul McAllister's a fun player. I mean, he's going to miss so, three weeks. I but. will not root for the Hops this year because they committed a cardinal sin and got the Royals out of cat purgatory. Oh, okay. Because they took the McAllister contract. They took McAllister. Mind you, they gave away Bobby Little, who's still making $24 million, So maybe it's neither here nor there, but still. Yeah, the, the, there are some other teams we can pick on for helping Kansas City out if you want, but... Um, uh, Boston and uh, the St. Louis Terriers did everyone some favors. They're the proud owners of of uh, one Ramon Sanchez, who was owed a lot of money by Kansas City. So, I mean, then the issue becomes: you look at who these best players in AAA are that are about to get to the skies. So you've got Wilson Hernandez, who looks like a future ace. Yeah, he is just scrumptious. Uh, um, a 75-75 change up an 80-80 circle change. That cutter's already 60-65. He's ready. just needs that control to come in. He's been holding steady there. 33 starts at AAA, a 3-3 ERA, 4.4 walks for nine. And then Ken Horowitz, 21, again, looks scrumptious, but another disruptive fuck. Oh, I did not know that. This team... This team needs to run a lot. I really like Ken Horowitz. Uh, I have less warm feelings about Alanis. I don't. I don't like him as much. Um, maybe it's a scout thing. Just don't think this guy looks like the eighth best hitter in the eighth, eighth best prospect in the sky. Like I just don't buy. I mean, it. He can't play second um, base. He's a yeah, bust. He's Come on, he's a bust. Yeah, he's bad news. Um, the splits I, are so bad. That's what really is the bad thing. Um, but I like Horowitz a lot. Uh, I tried to trade for Horowitz. Uh, I offered bona fide for Horowitz straight up and got rejected, um, uh, which I thought was, if nothing else, interesting because I liked Horowitz a little better. Um, didn't care that he was disruptive. Uh, D-Rich is right. This team needs to fix some of that crap or this could get bad really quickly. Um, you can have disruptive fucks if your team is winning, but... You're going to run a 421 winning percentage all year. This clubhouse is going to blow up 
Um, I thought cut Raimundo, put Danny Rado back in the back on the team, the six five captain. Yeah, yeah Raimundo's not good at anything anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess he's probably okay defensively, but I don't know. Uh, maybe that's even changing. Yeah, he's not even great at that anymore. Um, hasn't no, been so bum. far this year. Yeah, he's a bum. If he wasn't yeah. making seven and a half million, he would be not on a baseball team. Yeah. Um, I I don't like the bottom of this lineup nearly as much as the top. Sort of shades of Cincinnati or Baltimore from last night, where you like I kind of like Troy Reddick. He's got to be better than a two forty seven hitter. I guess. Yeah, you're right. He's probably better than a two forty seven hitter. Mm. It's tough but, with the catchers, man. Yeah, catchers I mean, but this this was a team that was supposed to be built around his pitching because they they supposedly had aces upon aces upon aces. You know. I'm not even going to waste my time with that bullshit. It's like listening to Zach. Uh, I don't really care what they say. <laughs> just annoying. So let's just focus on the team. They have no aces. So that's that. They that's have what I stuff. think is a very, very, very good closer in Jake Spears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, that, now, that guy is a reliever. You can call him an ace if you want. He's an ace reliever, uh, not a starter. How uh, is he as a starter, you think? He was awful. He was absolutely awful. Yeah, I, I think it's right there in front of you if you're looking. Pitched a lot of innings, didn't strike out anybody, and was yeah. pretty bad. So, yeah. Uh, I love 80 stuff, guys. Mm. I mean, I think that's really sexy. But this guy just can't get by with the two pitches. It's just not possible. This team really – I don't know. This is the problem. I feel like we've been saying about saying this about the hops for – a while, including when they were the Cardinals. I don't know that Tyler has done anything wrong here. Do you disagree with that? I absolutely disagree with that. Yeah. What has he done wrong? Well, he gave like, away really? two amazing talents in the Rule 5. Oh, well, that okay. he definitely did do wrong. Yeah, that, right. That's a horrible fuck-up that deserves to cost your team for a while. Right. But also, you know, when, when you have a team like the Hops or – even the Cincinnati Reds, one of these teams that has is really top-heavy and has a ton of talent but doesn't have the pieces around it, that means that you have assets. You have the ability to go fill out these, fill out the depth, you know? I know he, he's put Nick Schmidt on the block, but trading a guy like that can get you the pieces to fill out everything else. Nick Schmidt can get you a defense and get you pitchers. Um, and this offense can afford to do that. So, yeah. I, I absolutely think this is on the GM. So um, what what happens? What do you do now? Do you trade Nick Schmidt? You do, do you, you trade something? You okay. know this shit does not work. Uh, the team's not good yet. It it showed us uh, some flashes of good because they have such incredible talents, but it's not good enough. And there's no you have to be crazy to trick yourself into thinking that this is a contender, especially once you saw the new divisions. You know, the second I saw I'm in a division with the Seattle Mariners and the Rockies, I'm thinking, fuck, I got to change something because I couldn't get out of the shithole central. You know, how is that not a wake up call? How does missing the playoffs in the central not say I got to mix things up? Uh, There's a lot of work to be done here, and he hasn't done any of it. He's just sat tight with his three or four guys who are awesome. They're top 25 hitters, but that's not enough to make the playoffs. It's not enough to make a good baseball team. And. Being complacent doesn't get you anywhere. Does this sort of remind you of um, the the mid-2020 Diamondbacks? 
No. no. The Dimebacks were good. It reminds me of the Reds. That's what I think it looks like. It looks yeah. like the Reds. I think the Reds have better pitching, which is hard to believe, but I think it's accurate. Well, the Reds, you got to remember, this team, the Reds were good for one year. And it's just like to, just like the Hops. They had one good year, and the Hops' good year was third place in the Central, 86 wins. It's really not even that great. But the Reds were good, good, 95 wins or so for one year. And it was because of those pitchers. They had a three-headed monster. Those guys left, and Zeus didn't adjust in time, and the team disappeared. Yeah. I uh, I would love to see the Hops do well. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. The pitching's just not there. I think this bullpen might be good. Jonathan Stephenson signed really, really late. Uh, actually, after the regular season started. Uh, it's a pretty good arm. Uh, we've already talked about Spears. So I think that that's a strength of the team. Aaron Sam is a pretty good arm. Uh, but, but this team doesn't have the starting pitchers, and the bottom of the lineup is really weak. Uh, and once again, D. Rich is right about the... Uh, clubhouse that could get bad real quick if it's not already there by no means is this a horrible baseball team um by no means are they hopeless but in the current state it's not good enough so change i feel like they have 500 written all over them but what does that get you yeah yeah so in any event are they better than the athletics though probably (laughs) i just have to assume uh, they have former San Francisco Giants stud Justin Foster. He's back in the Bay Area. I love uh, him. Trevor DiMaggio, the former Texas Ranger, the two-time All-Star, is in Oakland for his first year. Carlos Carlo, one of the best names in Sky, is fresh off a of back-to-back plus 800 OPS seasons. Really wish he was in a better ballpark. I know. Now you know how we feel every time we look at the at Aaron Sanchez. Yeah, we'll talk about him. Robbie Gomez. God, I wish he was in a better ballpark. I know. It's hard. It sucks. Jorge Ariola signed for four years, $89 million, which is really two years, $40 million, which is still a lot of money. <laughs> Holy shit. It's this was, bonkers, dude. It's, it's the, incredible. It's got to be. I, I think it's the worst contract of the offseason, bar none. It is. This guy was pretty good. In Chicago for the White Sox, the Sly Sox, and he actually hasn't been bad uh, early on in 2030 here. But there's just no way this works out, right? Yeah, like, he's an he's an eight million dollar player. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having guys like this, but you just don't pay them this much money. Not so, just that, but you're paying them this much money, and you are famous for bitching about your little tiny budget. You know. You have no money to spend. Well, fuck. Start by don't start by stop spending forty million dollars on guys like Nips Areola, because that makes your money dry up real quick. Who is the best pitcher on this team? Because there are there's some talent on this team. Um, Steve Wills was a man of great uh, confusion last year on the pod. He ended up missing about um, four months of the season. Um, four six three ERA league average FIP. You've got Danny Folks who pitched under ninety two innings, a four two ERA, a four zero seven FIP, a four WAR guy, and then you've got Danny Simmons who's probably the most confusing of all these guys. 
an OSA 70-70 guy, uh, righty with 80 stamina and an 80 changeup, reverse splits guy. This doesn't seem like someone who should have uh, a career 5-180 RA, and yet yep. that's where he is. Yeah, maybe um, maybe the athletics and the hops need to make a trade or two because they're all kind of just loaded in opposite spots. Uh, those pitchers you named, they're awesome. Simmons, Wills, and Fultz are crazy good. Uh, I think the best one is Fultz for me just because the Ks are so high, but I also could see an argument either way for all three guys. Well, Steve Wills I, is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I— I think Steve Wheels is sort of a trap. High stamina, high hold runners. There's no blue other than that. It worries me a little. Jason Burks, um, man. I guess. He's left-handed. I mean, You're right. There's probably something to it. Being left-handed matters. You're right. Being a lefty matters. Um, Danny Simmons, now he has dick fastball syndrome. Uh, that's a 55-55 cutter. That's a little worrisome. Uh, he might be okay. And uh, and you're right about the reverse splits, which is sort of sexy. That always is sexy. Love to see that. Uh, Danny Folks, I, I'm perpetually worried that he's just going to miss loads of time. Um, oh, you don't need to be worried. That will happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's already on the deal for a week. Uh, and I famously hate guys that go like 80-50-50. I, I, I never think they work out to be as great as they're going to be. You need to be better than 45-50 in movement and control. But the only way around it is if you're 80 isn't really 80. And Danny Folks, I guess, you know, I just said this, but the Ks are a little lower last year than I would have expected. Um, I always kind of thought he was going to be like a 14K per nine guy. Um, so maybe I'm overrating him a little bit. Maybe you are right. But I always thought he was just 100 stuff. I, 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 I really like all of these players. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, I like, this is a legitimate three-headed monster rotation. These guys are good. Um, you don't need to do a lot else, uh, when you have a top three like this. Um, and the other guys that are out there, Pedro Fuentes and Carlos Garcia, they, Mark Steiner, they, they, they ought to be able to get it done when you've got a three-headed monster like this. The one I don't know thing, what it is. Here's I, what they don't have. They have this three-headed monster, like you said. But those guys can't do it all on, on their own. Uh, they need a little support defensively. Um, I'm I'm 25 podcasts in. I've said the same thing 25 fucking years in a row. The Oakland defense always sucks. Um, Miguel Valadez is just not a good shortstop. You know, if you're built around pitching, you gotta just you gotta help those guys out. And he's not gonna do that. He's been dreadful. Dreadful defensively. So when you have your your strength that all of a sudden isn't that much of a strength because your defense blows and then your your bats aren't very good, just Oakland's just going to keep doing the same thing they've been doing for 20 years. Keep signing free agents to overpriced deals and blaming your budget. Just frustrating. Um, I don't totally disagree about the defense. I might disagree a little. I don't think Look Michael at Valadez. I'm sorry. Look he's, at Valadez. He's not, he's not that bad. Look he at what like, he did the last two years. He played 140 games. It was minus 12 at shortstop. Come on. Don't well, defend he, this shit. Eh. 
Doesn't Andy needs to be shamed. I was I was just looking I, I was just looking at last year. Seven sixty in four point negative four point three in seven hundred and sixty innings really isn't that terrible. Now, negative eight point eight in four hundred and seventy three innings is just dreadful. So when you play in that ballpark, you have to play defense. That's it. And probably uh, I assume the game's coded properly where they just have insanely large foul territory there. Range might be more important in Oakland than anywhere because you can get to all those balls in foul territory. You're giving yes. the small team a lot of credit for that one. I, I'm sure I am, but I don't even care. Oakland's still a massive park, foul territory or not, and he's got a shitty defense every fucking year. Yeah, I always, I always want to like the A's more than I do. I'm a big because fan of this Zach Luther kid currently on the IL uh, with a fractured foot. He looks like an interesting little guy. 70-range center fielder with great gap power and elite speed. I like him. I agree. Yeah, uh, he looks like an Oakland athletic, you know? That's a good player. Yes. I agree. It doesn't look like he's had problems with injuries. so he's still He is young. not. This is his second injury. This is, this is He'll be fine. That's a guy who should remain an A. I... I don't know what to do if you're the A's. It's a totally foreign thing to me. It's so simple, man. Come on, just put a fucking defense on the field. That's it. It's all you. But what do you do with a guy like Carlos Carlo? Do you trade him? Yes. It's a home run guy? Yeah. So you trade this massive 65, 70, 70 guy. Our league is starving for young hitters. We have young pitchers up the wazoo everywhere. Every fucking team has like one or two specs that looks great. There's not many guys like this out here. I know a, most teams would pay a king's ransom for a guy like Carlos Carlo. DH, injury prone and all. Come Which on. Which Carlos Carlo nickname be? Because I don't like jitters. Should his nickname be Carlos? I don't think he needs a nickname. I think his name's that good. I kind of like Carlos Carlos Carlo, but that might just be me. Carl? I do like Carl. Just keep removing letters gradually. Carlos, Carl, Carlo. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. Um, and I love the player. I just don't. Ah. Ah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're probably right. It just that that's a tough thing to accept as a GM. Hey, I have this great young DH who's just gargantuanly great. And I'm going to trade him like, uh. That's what you have to do. You've been in the league for 29 seasons, and you've sucked for 28 of which. I think you have to put two and two together and say, maybe I should change my strategy. Andy's the most frustrating GM in the league from this point of view. This stuff just goes, makes me go bonkers. Just bonkers. What was the, what was the Jim Wiffles year? Was that 2010? Oh, no, was, it was after that. About no, not Jim Wiffles. Uh, um, Joe Souders? Souders, thank you. 2011? I think it was 2011. It was 2011 that, yep. that was a good year in Sky history. How like good that. would that team be? Uh, I mean, just think, like, that's a great example. That was Andy's best team. They actually made the playoffs. No, they did not. That team went 66 and 88. <laughs> oh, fuck. Never mind. 68 and 88, yeah. They made the playoffs a few years later. Tony Flores, or sorry, Souders hit 49 home runs, had 172 RBIs, OPS 1100. And was only worth six war because at shortstop, he was minus 22. Yeah. Souders was a generational talent. 
truly just an unbelievable bat. Would have been an insane third baseman. Spent his entire time in Oakland and never played in the playoffs. That's bad. That's so Not bad. Not to mention he, he was paired up with Tony Flores. Yeah, you had, I mean, for, for the old, the new GMs listening, this was two out of the top three players in baseball. It was Trujillo, Souders, and Flores. It's the top three for five years straight, probably. Never made the playoffs. And it's just been the same never came thing. close. That trio never finished higher than fifth. I know, but that was 20 fucking seasons ago. 20. That's like 18 months of real time logging in every day and not making any changes. It's crazy. I mean, remember, this, this is also the team that played Paul McAllister at shortstop for years. When he shouldn't have been, when he should never been a shortstop. Paul McAllister's first two years in the league at age 22 and 23, and he was like a 55 range guy. Played shortstop, minus 26 in 169 games started. Yeah, I think Andy might get more joy out of just annoying us on this podcast rather than winning games. Because there's no excuse. Just no excuse. I want the A's to be better than they are, and they're just not. Um, there's lots of talent on this team. I do. Picking I, the top five for 30 years, you have a lot of talent. I want to see if you guys can get this one. So between 2005 and 2029, the Oakland A's were very consistent at center field. Uh, their main starter was only uh, one of six guys, and there was only one guy in there that only started for one year, Kenyon Swinney. No clue who that fucking guy was. He was the 2013 starter in their 5600 campaign. You had Steve Warner, who was there from 04 to 08. John Clark, who was there from 2014 to 2019. Frank Vaughn from 2020 to 2024. Uh, Matt Gibson, who's now affiliate from 2025 to 2029. Who was the 2009 to 2012 Oakland A center fielder? Which in there was a 4.5 or 2010 campaign. Um. I keep thinking of Justin Zapata. That is not that. who that is. You're thinking of a different Zapata. Um, no, what's his name? Was it, I thought it was Justin. Uh, Justin. It wasn't was Zapata. Uh, was it just? Oh, no, it was. no, no. There are multiple Justin Zapata, Zapata is an Oakland A outfielder. Yeah, but not not him. It was not him. No. Um. This team I, played I, in between Jordan Santana and Tony Flores. Ooh, I got no chance. I mean, it's an Oakland day. That means he's a bad player, so it's hard. I I do not know. Garrett Shaw. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have got that. Rings a slight bell, but wouldn't have had a chance. Made a sky yeah, debut no. at 22. Was a mid-year call-up. 82 games, 1.7 war. Followed it up with a four-and-a-half war campaign, and then was dog shit and was out of the league by the age of 29. Yeah, no, you, you, you – Oakland A's center fielder trivia is not in my wheelhouse. That is just not. <laughs> yeah. Who led the Oakland A's to a 52-win season? Oh, man. That's a question hey, I don't want to know. I'm frustrated talking about the A's. Let's move on. Yeah, let's I'm move. Hot. Okay, well, let's move across the bay to a team that's even worse, the San Francisco Giants. I'm frustrated well talking about the Giants. Sort of. Let's move on. Yeah, Some, um, they're, they're well run about once a decade, at least. Uh, 18th in runs scored, 18th in runs against. Yeah, but they have knows. Edgardo Adame, the free agent signing, spent the last few years in California. Disruptive fuck. They have Randy Settle. Oh, my God, they do. Just a, an ordinary fuck. Yeah, no, he's an irritating fuck. Look, he was good for like three years in a row, mf -er. Oh, hate everything about him. 
in any why, case. Why is Juan Perez still a giant? I don't think anyone wants him. I don't think it's a lack of trying. I actually think um, Matt has done a pretty good job shopping everybody constantly, making deals. Good I mean, deals this is not a guy that right someone thing. should want. Yeah. I mean, I I was very tempted to get him last year, but he's like the antithesis of my ballpark. But you're I right. Mean, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, again, this is someone that has OPS 863 in San Francisco across a full season. He probably hits 40 homers in like 25 different ballparks. Yeah. Uh, he's DH only. That hurts. So, um, you know, I'd have to say. I think he's passable in the infield, especially in right field with that cannon. And I think he's somewhat passable at third base and could absolutely play first base. You know what I think it probably is? What is it? It, it must be that Matt thinks he's really, really good. When he's uh, just good. He's like decent, you know? Like this guy wouldn't, if he was a free agent, it would not surprise me one bit if he did not get signed before the opening If he's day. still one of these guys sitting out here like Jorge Flores or Rich Francis yeah, or Yeah, exactly. Stuff. And we'd all be like, why can't this guy get signed? You know, just like Justin Foster. Justin Foster didn't play baseball last year. And he's, he's pretty good. So maybe that's uh, it. Maybe uh, every bite Matt gets, he says, okay, uh, I need a top 100 guy and a third round pick. And you're like, for this guy? Fuck out of here. I have a question. Is that an ARB number, Juan Perez? Is that his first ARB year? Is that his second ARB year? His salary? No, no. This is just uh, – I thought this was a contract he signed. Oh, I guess. Uh, this, this, no, this would be his – He bought uh, out no, his Yeah, this was – yeah. His ARB years were bought out three years, $17 million each year at this number. So he's about to walk. It's a rental. Yes, he is about to walk. So right. this is someone that should absolutely not be a giant. Tomorrow. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, and so right. maybe maybe that's okay. Like I don't blame him for holding out hope because he might have more value now than he did last year. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think there are a combination of things that answer the question. I, and it's certainly possible that D. Rich is right and the ask is too high. I find that a little bit hard to believe. Um, he's perfectly palindromy to my scout. Uh, 45, 60, 65, 60, 45. So, like, it goes up, comes down, it's gorgeous, perfect palindrome. Those are not the types of players that guys like. He's not great defensively. He's got this really weird 75 stealing, 80 base running, but he's not fast. I kind of like it, looking at that. I, I really don't like it. And he's not the healthiest guy in the world. He's so not. I, he's, he's banged up a bit. For, but for someone who's 28, this isn't bad. Yeah. I, He's I, had two DL stints. I just think it's a couple of things that when you put it all together, there's just not going to be a lot of interest here. But, but I could I, also, on the flip side, see Matt say, like, okay, this dude's right-handed. There's not a lot of good righty bats. He hits the ball to all fields. power. Yeah, he mashes the ball. And look, he hits. He hits bombs in San Francisco. He hits 30 bombs a year in San Francisco. I could be ima- I can imagine the- talking to the Reds and being like, dude, this guy's going to hit 45 fucking homers. Trust me. Take him. He's, he's worth a lot. I do want to give a quick shout out to last year's uh, right field platinum st- silver slugger winner, Martin Soto. Got that because he was sort of forced to play right field and had an 8.95 efficiency and minus 11 zone rating in 91 games. Not good. Um, but hey, he won silver slugger. 
Wow. Rule five pick for Montreal. Um, yeah, there's a weird pitcher that he picked up on waivers from the Giants, Victor Rodriguez. There's nothing about this guy. That from the Dodgers. I'm sorry, the Dodgers, yeah. Um, I, he's just a weird player. I uh, like him. I do, too. I'm confused. Love him in San Francisco. I'm confused as to why he's on waivers, um, but that's okay, I guess. Uh, he was awful in Los Angeles last year. Yeah, I guess that's it. Right. Now, was that a, uh, oh, no, was that a Jenner thing? Might have been. I'm sorry, who are we talking about? Victor, uh, Victor Rodriguez. Rodriguez, their number five starter. He just looks like a pretty good player to be picked up off of waivers. That's all I'm saying. As a pre-R guy, too. It also yeah. might just be that 40-man roster is so crowded in it, LA. That, it really is. That Dodgers 40-man is, I, it, yeah. I mean, it's at but 37 after, right now. But, man, after the expansion draft, I thought there would be room for guys like this. You no, know, they they got up to 40 with, um, with Rule 5. Yeah. In any case, at, we can be done talking about the Giants. This team is horrendous. Um, they are not going to hit at all. Their best hitter is Juan Perez, and he's not even hitting well. So, you want to talk Newton Stanley Smith for a second? Shout out uh, former St. Louis Cardinal farmhand Mike Zuloff. Uh, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, I don't think Juan Perez would be terrible in Philly. So, Matt, if you're listening, give me a call. We can talk something out. In any Fourth case, round pick. number two, um, I will happily talk. NSS. I love me my Newton Smiths annually. You're a fan of the uh, hammer? I love all right, it. All right. With Let's 70, stop with this hammer football. blasphemy. His nickname's not the hammer. We need to get rid of it. There can only His be one hammer. 65 movement? I'm not a fan. Really? Come on. I'm a hater. I hate most things, including this guy. <laughs> I just don't like his pitches. I just don't think he's that special. He's still, yeah, he's just whatever. 55 fastball, 55 cutter, and probably no changeup. Come on, yeah, I don't think that's good enough. Got a fucking 70, 75 forkball. Uh, yeah, but you can't yeah. throw it all the time. I, I, I just see him not getting better than he is now, which means 50, 65, 45. Maybe the control comes in a little bit. You know what that is? That's Andy Rogers. It's kind of like a good Andy Rogers who doesn't totally suck. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this guy's awful. But I was not excited about him as a 1-1. I'm certainly not excited about him when you think of him as the number three prospect in baseball. Compared, comparing him to Andy Rogers is not exactly, you know, the, uh, a, a real vote of confidence. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you about the fastball. It's, it's pretty dick. Fastball so he has, he has a teammate in St. Petersburg. Little, little younger than him. Somewhat similar uh, stuff, movement control, with a very good forkball. Jamie Quinn, dear, who do you think ends up better, Quinn or Newton Smith Stanley? Because um, I that, think that's an interesting comparison. That's tough. Because um, Quinn is really a bet on a third pitch. Stanley Smith really isn't. Uh, he's kind of already started. This guy needs an, uh, ten points in his curveball. But if Quinn gets 10 points on his curveball, I'm taking Quinn all day. No questions plus, asked. 
Plus, he's left-handed. Plus, he's left. Yeah, that, that's the whole point, Trent. This guy is. This guy is. Uh, I, I I like a lot of these picks. I don't think this Dustin Edwards guy looks that bad. Perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with him at all. Wish he didn't get hurt for four months, but other than that, looks all right. Yeah. Is that this it is for the Northwest? This is what happens to the Giants. They're bad. They rebuild. Matt's not terrible at it. Last time he rebuilt, that was a pretty decent team. Yeah. So and Matt, Matt, when he, I think he um, kind of either has a lot of free time or no free time. So we kind of see the Giants go in waves. Um, but I, I generally think he is doing the right thing. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the Giants over the over someone like the A's, which just kills me as a NorCal boy who hates the San Francisco Giants. In any case, all right. Let's rank the Northwest. Man. Um, this one seems relatively easy. I think we can almost unanimously agree. So it's going to be Seattle, a gap, yep. Colorado, a smaller gap, Portland, another gap, and then Vancouver, Oakland, San Francisco. You know, I think I'd probably even go Oakland over Vancouver. I but, would, too. I think it's going to go Oakland, Vancouver, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I think the three-headed monster could luck into a year that makes the A's a 500 team. Um, and yeah, now I mean, Oakland has talent. Portland has talent. They're just not well-constructed at all. So, uh, But Vancouver, I think, is going to fall off, and I think the Rockies are better than a 500 team. So... The other fun thing about this division is that we now have the inaugural Pacific Northwest Cup between Seattle, Vancouver, and Portland. Whoever wins the most games against each other out of those three. How long is it until Seattle seeds the PNW Cup? Set an over-under because I want to say never. Um, oh, no. I think there will be – I mean, again, there are years where the Phillies win two out of three from the Mariners. So that can happen. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's, it's uh, just, just just records. It's, it's just head-to-head stuff against uh, right, yeah. against the three of them. Right. So, so is I the think total that, wins-losses, just total record against the You just teams? add up the this the 12 games. Uh, how many games? Vancouver, one, two, three. No, it'll be. They play Vancouver uh, 12 times and Portland 12 times. So you add up the 24 records of the yep. 24 games, win-loss. Somebody yeah. wins. If I set the over-under at 20-40, I'm saying – I'll still take Seattle for ten more years. No, oh. I think I think Portland or Vancouver will take it before then. I, I think I would set, I think I would set the over under at five years and still be willing to take somebody before then. Maybe we can do some wagering because I have little faith in the other two, um, just because I really think Vancouver is going to take a long time to rebuild. Oh no, yeah. I don't think that these expansion teams are going to be good anytime soon. But yeah, so yeah. It's interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. As much as I hate the Pacific Northwest, I, I like that we have a little sub-cup. It's kind of cool. Maybe yeah. uh, the Bay Area teams and the Fresno Falcons can get a little thing going, too. Ooh, I don't hate because that. Because Fresno's right there, like two hours from. I know. The one thing when we were going through the divisions that I hated, that Fresno was not in the same division as Oakland and San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, Colorado doesn't exactly belong on the Pacific and at least Fresno is somewhat further South and is like, yeah, Colorado is going to be the only one you yeah. could swap, but I don't know if there's a right answer. So, so. 
They're probably <laughs> um, And I, you know what? The real Bay Area doesn't even recognize Fresno as an actual city. I so know. They don't really care. <laughs> we walked into that one. The one thing you could have done, just throwing it out there, is you could have put all of the California teams together. There are six teams in California. And you could have had a California division and then an everybody else sort of on the other side of the Rockies division. Yeah. So, the all-Cali thing would be neat. But but in yeah. any case, it doesn't really matter. Where do you want to go next? you want to go to the Central or the Pacific? Let's head to the Pacific and let's talk about those first-place Fresno Falcons. Is there any way, number one, that the Fresno Falcons can win this division? And if they do, we all need to pre-agree to a period of time that we never let the other five owners in this division let it let it slip their minds. Because when did Curtis Mayans become an OSA 65-65? Every, every starting pitcher got five points this year. I swear to God. Every single one got five points. This is the best team we've seen of all these expansion teams. And it is not close. Yeah, uh, I... I I kind of said this when we drafted. I think this is – I don't know if his team's good enough to make the playoffs, but I really like that he's trying to be competitive out of the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my I God. I think that's a good, a good decision. Oh. I mean, this Alfonso Diaz guy looks like a really good catcher. Why no, was he not protected? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's a fucking bum. He's What's a wrong bum. with him? You should love this guy. I hate this guy. Why? Uh, this guy leads the league and grounded to double plays every fucking year. So – I hate him. He's killed so many rallies. I am good riddance. Um, let me say, now that we had angry D-Rich, we can get a little angry Trent. Fuck you, Ben White. You piece of shit motherfucker. How the hell are you good? Oh, my God. If this even comes close to happening, they will need. They will pull me off of the ceiling in my house. I swear to fucking God. There's no way Ben White can be this good all year. Is there a I, chance Ben White is just a out of the park twenty two guy? I, I no, because he was bad last year. He was he, okay, he, right? Kind he of. He was just is, as good the year before. That is He's not a bad okay. machine. Just He's bad not okay. okay. This has got to be luck. He's got a two seventeen BABIP. He can't be good. I, I can't have it. But no, this bullpen's pretty good. I like Cameron Ammerman, um, Frank Noyola. Sort of a sexy player. Now, again, when a guy has 80-50-50 and is a reliever, then I sort of dig it. Guys like that can be really effective. Love and it. And I think, I think David got so fed up with not being able to have lefty power in Fenway that he made his park a little nice to lefties. Yeah, I, I actually wish... Uh, I wish they could add a little bit more free reign because I know that's all David wanted was, boom, lefty power, which is fun. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this at all. Because I know, I know David that... just has no self-control and is going to sign Mike Mond regardless of ballpark. Fuck Mike Mond. <laughs> I don't know if I got this out yesterday, but fuck Mike Mond. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you did, actually. We, we went four Mike hours Mond, without a mention. He was shitty last year for the Mets. He's He's got – had. Unless something happened this him, he had a he had a pretty good early start. Um, uh, John Valley will not be this good all year. Uh, plus, why not? I just don't. I don't. 
John Valley cannot be a seven war player. It's Why not? <laughs> Honestly, he's fucking good. If he's healthy, he's good. No, no, I agree. He's good. I he can, he's a lefty that can hit lefties. Yeah. I, 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 I'm actually, plays, I think this contract's reasonable. I have no issues with this contract. I don't like I, it. John Valley is a very good baseball player. I agree. He's a very good baseball player. There's nothing wrong with John Valley. I do not like this contract. He was a seven uh, war guy before, six or seven. Um, the, the ratings look as good as ever, especially at, you know, now he's a third baseman. The defense might even be better than it was. Oh, the, the, he is not a shortstop. But, no, 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 and, but he's an, an, just a nuts third baseman. And I don't know if you, guys, if you guys remember this, but last free agency, Boston was in on the Miguel Diaz sweepstakes, and then Kansas City gave him the, the four-year deal where they only paid him like $1 million in that first year, so Boston lost out of him. Miguel Diaz is a Fresno Falcon. Yep. I, I, again, I, I, my theory on why this team is good, four captains, three fan favorites, and a pair of spark plugs. Man, I like where your head's at. There's not a I also think they single, might just have some good players. Oh, yeah, I mean, yes, but there's not a single clubhouse bad guy in here. Rogelio Ruiz is okay. He's not a. He's, I mean, he's unmotivated. He's, he's um, an unmotivated, as is Miguel Diaz, but not selfish, not disruptive. Okay. A pair of unmotivated guys go along with four captains, a couple, one, two, three, four normal guys with high leadership, a pair of fan favorites, or three fan favorites, excuse me, uh, two spark plugs, and a prankster. That's so I, cool. uh, I, I don't see, other than Diaz and Valley, any of these guys that are hitting real, real well. So if something were to happen, Maurice Grayson is hitting 441. Alfonso Diaz well, is hitting you know. 434. Well, that's what I said. Now I mentioned him. Grayson is the other guy who's hitting real well. It's really three guys that are driving this entire offense, and those three guys are out of their minds. They are also tied for first and stolen bases at 35. Yeah, how about that first baseman, uh, Stolix? I don't know how many he has. Eight stolen bases on 10 attempts. Yeah, he's still seven the first sim. It was, like, just bizarre. Um, yeah, no, I, I oh, and about, oh, my God, look at this coaching staff. They love each other? Holy fuck. Look, all right. I'm just talking the works well with versus the struggles. Oh, I can't oh, yeah. see that. I don't even know. If you go to oh. front office staff rules. Oh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I like it. A bunch of easygoing, casual dudes. I mean, who who couldn't have a great time in Fresno? Uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> go to like the Applebee's and like uh, uh, go the to the park again, and then just like maybe uh, yeah, that's he, about it. He says with disdain, "You're such hashtag a- Fresno." Uh, uh, you right. could go to the Island Water Park. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Stop mocking Fresno. I love me the Why? It's fun. I would love, I would love to see David do real well here. I don't know that this really has staying power. We can say that we want David to do well and still mock the fuck out of Fresno. Fresno but, just lost their triple A team because no one showed up, man. But did they actually? What are they, the yeah. Fresno Grizzlies? Yeah, I think yes. they're in A-ball now. They got demoted. This, Holy shit, they are. They were triple A, they're now low A. Wow. This, 
That's pretty rough. In, there are not a lot of great teams in this division. There are some okay teams in this division, but nobody's great. I don't know what to do. All right. This is a question I say when I, I look at teams sometimes where there's – who's the bad hitter on the team? You know, what position are you like, oh, boy, this is a mess? Mario Vega in left field. Yeah, he's not very good. He should be a great Gino. glove with steals bags. Same with Gino Schlepp. But, I mean, a great glove at shortstop, I'm okay. But there's a lot of, like – quality major league players here, I think. I mean, I think the X factor for this team is Preston Gain because he is someone that, again, it got a massive contract, three years, $65 million. He's coming off a four-war season. He hit 300 and BABIP 440. What is Preston yeah. Gain? Uh, I don't think he's that. So I don't think that's going to happen again. But obviously he's better than he's shown so far this year. Something in the middle. I think he's what he was in Detroit before then. I think he's... 220 you know, hitter that's going to yeah. have a league average WRC plus. Yeah, I think he's and an average. strike out a metric fuck ton. If he yeah. has three war, are you stoked? Pro- oh, I think you are dancing down the halls. If yes. that's the case, then you shouldn't be paying this dude 20 million. Yeah. Um, but oh. I guess he comes with upside of... Oh, I know. If he put I up six war, I could see it. I mean, but he's I, also someone that should not play against lefties. And he's an everyday center fielder right now. He should never touch the field against lefties. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's pretty bad. I don't like guys like this at all. Um, and D. Rich is right. This is such a massive overpay. And yet, you know what? I sort of love it. No, I, spend I, your I, money. I love it. If you're going to – David is so excited to be out of the North and so excited to have a team based in Fresno – only 75% of which is just to piss off D-Rich. And that he's just, all of this is gravy. Every win the Fresno Falcons get is just gravy. So, yeah, he is. Uh, Their number three prospect, Curtis Atwood. Carlos Pagan, who looks pretty nice. Hurt right now, but I like him. Yeah, I, I think I like this team. Um, I think this team's in probably a, a, a kind of a tough division. Not the toughest, but it's going to be tricky. But I think if they were in the Great Lakes division, um, I might say they're team? a playoff team. Yeah, because I'm, I just keep clicking on names, and I'm like, this does not look like an expansion draft player. Uh, he probably has six positions covered pretty well. Um, a decent-ish rotation. I mean, I'm, I'm putting it under the lens of expansion team for sure, but it's it surprises me how confident of a team he was able to put together just by having huge balls. So kudos. Yeah, no, I don't hate it. I very much like it. All right, we'd be done. We've gushed about David enough. I like the Fresno Falcons, though. I'd be interested to see how I feel about the Angels and the Dodgers and the Knights, some of these other teams that should contend. So we now head to Southern California. Gentlemen, who currently leads the West in OPS and batting average? Oh, my gosh. Mm, if is it's, it? Oh, California Angels, huh? Yes, California Angels. Is it, is it, is it, is it Matt Holly? It is not is Matt Holly. Is it the lefty dude who it I like? It is not the lefty dude. Uh, the it, DH, Garcia? Gar- it is Garita? not Garcia. 
The answer is Juan Vieta. Oh, yeah. I, st- I saw this guy. This guy's very neat. 583 and tore his hamstring in the final game of this last game is out for a month. Yeah, that hurts. Um, this hurts a lot because he has been so good in left field to start the season. Yeah, obviously. 4.4 zone rating, a 1,300 efficiency. That's nutty. Just nutty. Um, and his OPS is pretty close to that efficiency, which is just. Mind you, with that, what, what did I say his bad was? 5.30? Yeah, 5.80. I mean, obviously we're looking at a guy who can't hit. Can't hit very well. But I like the player a lot because he looks like he's an elite center fielder. And um, we got him in yes. left field because of Jose Valenzuela. Which is nice. Yeah, and he steals bags. These these players are going up in value. The Felix Ibarra types. This is it, a nice player. This is this is not your older brother's California Angels. This team can field, son. This team plays good defense. Bobby Fuller at third. The only thing that I don't like is Aaron Sanchez, my favorite Food Network personality who can't field at all, playing in right field, but whatever. Well, it's either him or Marcos Garcia. Right. I mean, Aaron Sanchez was a, uh, Aaron. Was, uh, was a zero last year. He was a minus 1.2 and a one efficiency That's in right field fair. last year. And uh, But but I don't hate this team. Um, Matt Holly's off to a good start. Uh, now, Sanchez is not. Uh, things are going to get better for him. And Bobby Fuller can't hit at all in the early going. So things will get better for him, too. I'm a little worried about Bobby Fuller. He's looking a little palindromy for me. But uh, but he might like be him. all right. Um, but I like the catcher here, Jaden Feldman. Uh, he will nice. be the best catcher in the sky in two years. Uh, he might be this year. Uh, I like everything about him. Um, now, this team has a lot going for it. I mean, just do the meet the team test. Uh, you see a lot of green. That, that's usually a good sign. So my worry for this team is depth because it is going to be tested. You look at our 40-man, it is 30 guys on it. 29. We, oh, sorry. We just added uh, Jason Hughes to the major league roster because Jorge Baez is out for four weeks, um, who we had signed as our backup infielder, Dominican, and a, and a Sint Mar- uh, Martiner. And a what? Uh, St. Martin. St. Martin? Yeah, okay. Is, um, but there's just not a lot of depth here with a GM that likes his injury-prone guys. Yeah, how, let's talk about the injury-prone guys, because you will know better than I will. Um, yeah, who are the guys you're watching to get hurt? Eric Fuentes, first and foremost. I don't think um, really that important, because I don't think he's actually a so, good baseball player. I'm not sure he is either, but also who's our backup second baseman. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, if you're playing Kaimani Alexander. Kaimani Alexander becomes our everyday second baseman. You know, he might be better. I think he's better than Fuentes. Who am I kidding? I don't think he's better than Fuentes, but I think he's okay. It's not great. Hey, to be fair, I, I think they both suck. I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong about depth, but, but I don't think it's that bad. Um, this, this is a team built around... I think the best bullpen in baseball, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I want to shout you out for the Ryan Green signing. Um, I guess I was just sleeping at the wheel. I didn't even notice him in free agency. So uh, he was listed as a starter. He was listed as a 50-50 starter. And yes, no was. one noticed? I guess I think he paid a fair price. I did. No, I mean, I paid him what I thought he was worth. And as you can see, he's got a no-trade clause, but willing to 
go to go to a few teams. But this is oh, well, I guess you guys can't probably see a Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which, well, we'll, we'll see. It's tough for relievers, but maybe after Basinger, for a, a true human era guy, Ryan Green might be the best we've ever had. I mean, you want to talk about? I think it was uh, Daddy Higgs that called him a loogie at this point. And I just want to say, even if you just want to call him a loogie in his career. Just against lefties, Ryan Green has put up 17 and a half war just against lefties. A 1-7-6 FIP. Again, I just want to go back to that 2022 season. Um, I believe the Rangers made the Skyline Cup Series that year, but just against lefties. A 1-4-7 ERA in 55 games, 10 hits allowed, 69 strikeouts, a FIP of 0.08. Yeah, I mean, gosh, just look at every year, really. Uh, against lefties, he's the best we've ever had. Um, I think that probably includes every pitcher ever. He's that good. So to get I, him for $10 million and have his his bars still be as high as they are, and you you, you abuse the options pretty good, too. So I, I mean, and let's, and let's be honest. This may be his last year because his velocity has, has fallen off. He was a yeah. 97-99 at the end of the season. He's now a 94-96. So this is someone that's probably going to be in California for a year, but I plan to use him the same way I had that um, to an extent that um, uh, Matt did. I mean, I I, uh, I DM'd him after, after I signed him and said, hey, how did you use Greek? And he said he was, a, I think, a closer to the backup stopper. So I secondary rolled him as stopper because he's a, a high stamina guy, and I trust him to pitch even to righties. And he's done very well so far this year. Hasn't given up an earned run, 12 strikeouts against three walks, and nine innings. Yeah, Mind you, the starting like pitching has been dog shit outside of Miguel Moreno. Yeah, the yeah, ball that he I, put together is uh, pretty yeah, that's, interesting. That's legit scary. Uh, you're right about the starters. Um, I don't have any idea how this team is 10 and 8 with these starters being so bad. Because um, I mean, we were hitting pretty well until this week. I mean, oh no, the, I I don't I don't disagree. Well, a lot of the hitters are hitting really well. Garcia has been really good early on. So is Matt Holly. So I mean, this team can hit. Um, it's an interesting team. Um, it's all about the pitching. If the rotation stays healthy, if the rotation can be good. If Leo Angeles learns how to pick, pitch. I mean, he just needs to keep the ball in the ballpark. He's given up seven home runs in 18 innings. Mind well, you, I'm each of those starts is on the road. You just said that about Angeles. How about let's talk about the whole fucking pitching staff. Uh, that's the only weakness. You have a lot of low movement guys, a lot of 45, oh, 50 absolutely guys. absolutely I do. So at home, I think this team could be good, but I think some rallies could – turn pretty nasty because if you're not striking guys out the ball is going to be hit very hard um so sometimes i think bullpens like this as good as they look on paper underperform sometimes you need some guys to just kill a rally by pitching to contact i don't see a ton of that here but I no, might none of these guys pitch contact these guys all pitch to strike you the fuck out yeah um and i think based on the talent i have in the bullpen it probably shouldn't be maliagros that's closing but just like you, D-Rich, he will be a closer as long as he's wearing a California Angels uh, uniform. You know, I have no issue with uh, – I think actually Maliagros, you might call me a little silly. I think he might be your best reliever. Uh, I, I can see that. I think he's your best reliever. And so 
I would probably pitch him closer with stopper. I want to get this guy innings because he actually does pitch the contact more than the other guys. Uh, The other guys just seem so volatile. 80, 45, 55. I mean, I think the guy I would, I mean, I'm partial to Ryan Green because of just historically how he's been. I think I'd make that stopper guy not necessarily Maliagris, maybe Ochoa or Marone. Yeah, I just, I think you run some risk. Uh, giving a, a guy a lot of innings who's prone to the home run ball. That means, you know, if he pitches 100 innings, as good as Ochoa is, he's still going to give up like 15, 20 homers, right? So that's going to cost you some games. I generally like higher movement guys. Maliagros is the one that stands out to me, but there is a lot of talent. So there's probably not too much you can do wrong. That's just the only weakness I see. I'm I'm a little worried about the rotation. Um, but this team needs a starter. Yep. Um, I like, um, I, 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 I thought I, we I, would I, hopefully have that in Mike Duvall. I don't, I don't hate these guys. Like Ted yeah. Summers has been pretty productive. I, I don't think they need a starter. I, I, I disagree oh, I with think you guys. What, what starter do you really not like? I think they look good. Felix Marin. I, mean, I, I just think like he's him. a massive question mark. I don't like him at all. I think generally these guys are going to be okay for you. Um, I mean, yeah, so maybe the, he does end up walking six per nine, and that's bad. But So the funny thing is, when I when I ask my manager to set the rotation if I don't have anything in there, both Marone and Gordy Pritt enter the rotation. Both borderline guys. And yeah, both look but, about the same as, like, the rest of your starters. They all look the fucking same. Angelus and Case, all 40, 45 movement. Uh I don't like that. I just I think this is worse than the sum of its parts. You know what I mean? I I don't know. It weirds me out that the Angels play good defense and don't have the stud pitching staff because I'm used to the Angels being the opposite, um, not giving a lick about defense and having really good pitchers. But in any case, I still uh, don't give a look about defense. It just so happened that the guys that came up through the system, like Valenzuela and Vieta, just so happened to be elite defenders, in right. all honesty. But but still, I mean, I'm not surprised if this team is pretty good. Uh, what happened to the Angels last year? I mean, why were they so bad? Our, they, were, uh, they were pretty good for like four months. We were first in the West. We, uh, we were first in the West, I think, through divisional play. Um, and then our team chemistry was fucking awful. They hated our manager, hated our manager, had like a captain, some unmotivated, it just all fell apart. So our, uh, our manager was promoted to assistant GM and, uh, we brought up, uh, Luis Amesquita, I believe. I see. All right. Well, it's certainly possible. Yeah. I buy it. But yeah, no, I think this, I think this team looks good. I think I like this team more than Fresno. Oh, I think this is a – I feel pretty confident saying this is a playoff team. But I guess I haven't got to the Dodgers yet, and they're a weird one. But I feel pretty confident that California is going to be a top-two team. Even yeah. barring injury, I, I just don't see the pitching going that horribly. Um, yeah, I, I like what I see here in general. Yeah. All right. San Diego? San Diego. Kevin Goldenberg uh, leads this team through three weeks, hitting a three seventy-three. Also has three home runs to lead the team. Steve Meese has been relegated to first base for the year. 
He is currently hitting 194. Kevin Goldenberg. I like that name. Doesn't Poor sound like a baseball name. Poor Steve. Um, just how good can Willie Ceballos be? Uh, pretty darn good. You know, I. this is like, uh, we were just talking the middle finger guys. Um, I don't know. I, I've put a lot of thought into this guy because he's, he's just a unique player. Um, yeah, I, I almost feel bad about it. Like, I feel pessimistic, and I can't really put my finger on it. That's that's a pretty shitty reason, but that's all I got. It's my like gut says I don't a, like him, so I don't like him. Yeah, maybe it's the avoid K. Maybe I wish that bar was lower because he's going to hit a lot of weak ground balls to third base, might ground into more double plays than he should. I'm not sure. Uh, just something about that bar. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to seeing those bars. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to think of this whole team, quite frankly. Um, what are I mean, the are, Padres? They, are they trying to be good? Yeah, that's my question. What are the Padres doing? Do we know? I'm not saying that Ben Diego is doing something wrong. I just am not sure. They signed Alvin McFarland to a one-year kind of prove-it deal. Okay. Yeah. They still have Randy Showalter. Ben did say today um, that they're not competing. So whether or not that's a plan, whether they're tanking, rebuilding, who knows. But he knows that this is not a contending team. This also doesn't look like a team that's going to race to the bottom at all. This team no. is too good to race to the bottom. I agree. Yeah, Ben can't control himself. Which is, which is, is that good? I don't know the answer. Probably not. Team destined for 500 for a few years. Yeah. I think they're, uh, they're going to win in the 70s for a few years, which is now under 500. It's kind of weird. Which is okay. I mean, that's not so bad, I guess. Um, I like Jose Suarez uh, in the bullpen. I think that's a pretty good pitcher. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing here that – none of these guys look awful. It's just none of them look that great, Right. Just all sort of meh. Chris Do you know Jose Juarez was originally drafted by Philadelphia? I got to look at this now. Hold on. Come on, right. Trent. It's waved in the middle of 2028. Classic. Just giving away talent. Was claimed off of waivers. Jose Juarez. You don't uh, even remember this guy, huh? Not really. Hmm. That's I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a mistake on my part. So I think the bigger issue I see with the Padres, like, okay, they win 76. I don't really see much of a future in terms of prospects either. Like, I don't think. You're not a believer in Jaco or Scott? No. I, I mean, are you? Scott, I am. But again, he's got that profile I like. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, I mean, Scott's. Scott's a good pitcher. I'm not saying that, that he's not a Jaco good pitcher. would look a lot – this is – Jeremy Jaco looks a lot worse if he doesn't have that curveball and changeup as shitty as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's Scott – Scott's 23 and actually needs this changeup. I mean, in, in Scott's defense, it's already at 55. So it's not like it's a 30-80 changeup. Yeah, but being 23 and borderline at least makes me a little apprehensive. All right, how is Jeremy Jaco a 70 potential guy? What what about his profile screams 70 potential? He's a righty, doesn't have a great stamina or hold runners. I have no idea. I swear just 10 points to all pitchers. 
It's kind of confusing. Um, but either way, I, even if you like these guys, I don't think they strike anyone as going to build around guys. Probably I think not. I think they're going to be packaged for a superstar because Ben trades and does crazy shit, and all of a sudden Ben will sneak a team into the playoffs out of nothing. That's think what I think the most likely scenario is. But if you just let this team ride, uh, I don't see any future anytime soon. I do see future if, if they're traded away. I mean, do those, because do that's, those how, that's how all San Diego pitchers work. That's what I'm like saying. Like Eddie Arce. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, somehow pitchers after they leave San Diego blossom. Um, just what package would you get for those pitchers if you wanted to trade them? I I think you just need so much more help. This seems like a long-term rebuild. Did Danny Fitzpatrick get traded? Yeah, he did. Um, like for a third rounder or something like that. How did I miss that? Ben was celebrating. Can't blame him. Former California Angel prospect. Second rounder. I'm still pissed about Jose Suarez being a Philly. So don't mind me. I'm still looking at this. Um, <laughs> trying uh, to figure this out. I Wonder, mean, was this... he, he had a scouting bump? Like, a little bit. Not a lot. You fucked up. That's what happened. Just a weird fucking player. I don't even know what to think about this guy. Yeah, I so I kind of believe in Ben Diego turning nothing into something. But if this was almost any other GM, like if this was someone like Sly, who I know is not going to be super active in the trade market, I would think this team is in the fucking dumpster and has no way out. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, ben Diego does magic things sometimes. Um so you're probably onto something. I don't. I, I. I. I'm not prepared for the Padres being sort of meh. I'm. I'm used to the Padres being good. San Diego, most of his career here, and I'm used to the Padres being shitty with San Diego Joe, and being awful for decades. I'm not used to the Padres just being meh, and yeah. I think it bothers me. So I don't know what to do. I have a Padre I'd like to talk about. Um, just because I, I have reached out to Ben trying to trade for this guy, but I don't know what he is, and it's Israel Flores. Um, just kind of a weird player. Seems like his performance is inconsistent. I don't know how much I believe in the bat. The glove is inconsistent. This guy was a negative defender the year before and then won the gold glove. So it's just a mess of a guy. Curious what you think. Um, four wars probably the tippy top ceiling, but is he a valuable yeah. piece? I, 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 I sort of like him right-handed should be okay. Defensively, at least I, I think a gold glove is weird. And I think a negative defender is weird, but there's something going on with defense in 22 that I hope they fix. Part of me thinks that they might be valuing error more than range now. It's just the theory that I have. Um, might not be right, but uh, it, it, but yeah, no, I, I understand why you're trading for him. Looks like it looks like a valuable piece. Um, right-handed, stays pretty healthy. 
should be okay in the outfield. I don't see a lot to dislike. Who are we talking I, about? Israel, Israel Flores. Yeah. I think he's had a, an odd career so far. I think his I think it's 2029's his career year, but I think he'll still be still be a, a representative major league player. So yeah. he kind of looks shout like out, he's got a bad shout out like Tyler Stanford, catcher, former Seattle and California catcher. Off to a great start. Kind of a cool player, actually. Um, a great platoon catcher. If you have the lefty in place already, uh, you rarely see splits so extreme. Oh, that yeah, that's should. badass. So, I nice love guys player. like this. I love guys like this. Reminds me of uh, uh, Rusty Borman sort of had bars like that. Um, so did Omar Ortiz. Uh, Cheryl, just to remind you. In any case, um, yeah, we can be done talking about San Diego. It bugs me when the Padres are average. Just come to that conclusion. So. We're going to talk about the weirdest team probably the last few years. It's got to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Iggy Nacho comes back, takes the team to 91 wins, leads them to the playoffs, and then leaves again. Yeah. And Don't then they go start back out, to GMs so we know aren't reliable. And then they come out this year, start 2-10, and 10, and then they sweep the Angels and sweep the Phillies, and here they are now at 8-10. and 10. Jesus. The team is still 18th in batting average, 18th in on-base percentage, 18th in bullpen ERA, a run differential of minus – 30, 17th in zone rating at minus eight. Is this team good? Is this team bad? What is this team? Nobody I knows. don't have a fucking clue. I think bad, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm is wrong. Is that your final answer? No. no. My final answer is I think... Uh, I, I know I like Danny Rayall. I know I like him. No, I'm going to pull out a Trent team. I'm going to pull out a Trent term. Is this the largest Delta team in Sky? It's possible. In history. Yes. Like, if I told you this team finished with 95 wins and won the Pacific, would you be surprised? No. Considering this, if I told Not you this team all. won 62 games and was picking in the top 10 of the draft, would you be surprised? Not at all. Yep. It's something about the mid-full of lefty starters. Uh, Beaverich and I were talking about this before Jake got uh, on the call here, but... Uh, I don't really like Cameron Smith. I don't know why he's so good. And yet, I'm convinced he's going to be good. It's something to do with being left-handed. He's a lefty with 75 stamina and 80 holder honors. Yeah, I yeah. know. He's, he's magic. Yeah. And so, I think he's going to be good. Um, Did he already Nick, peak? Nick Work is a pretty good catcher. No, Nick Work sucks. Yeah. Come on. Nick, Nick Work's Work guy is struck fucking out. awful. What was his strikeout rate one year? It was like... 80% or something through two months. Uh, he struck out 47% right. of the time in his 2027 uh, Sky debut. I think Hold he on. had a very bad start to that year, too. It was nasty. Click on he has a career league. strikeout percentage, uh, minor leagues and high school included, of 30%. Click on meet the team and tell me what is next to Nick work. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. He is the sixth-ranked catcher in the Sky. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, Jaden Feldman is the eighth best catcher. Who would you rather have, Feldman or Work? I, I, I well, uh, I, uh, I am not saying that I dislike Feldman. Answer the question. Would you rather have Trent, Nick Work or Jaden Feldman? I would rather have Feldman than Work. Okay, so would. then this this is meaningless then. There is a difference between disliking 
one <laughs> specific guy compared to another, which we this guy also is have. Fucking awful. Eh, he's not fucking awful. He's okay. He's fucking awful. He's okay. I don't care that he's from Juneau, Alaska. Shout out Juneau, Alaska. That's he's cool. Like fucking awful. I do yeah, like. If he could hit he his body weight, he'd Sitka. be great. Yeah. Um. In Triple A for his career, he hit one ninety seven. I love. Had, how about his his strikeout rate last year? Uh, two hundred and twenty at bats, one hundred and ten strikeouts. Nice 46%. round, disgusting numbers. Forty six percent. Crazy. I, I kind of good. I could. I I know where Trent's coming from because I could imagine a world where he kind of lucks into hitting two fifteen and has an on base of three eighty, and we're like, ooh, that's pretty cool. But the dude just strikes out too much and can't. He's. I have no faith in him. No faith whatsoever. I agree, Jake. Bryce Smallwood. Is this a good player or not? Yes, Smallwood. Bad player. But Smallwood. I think he looks. I think he looks pretty good. He can't play D. I don't think. Yeah. Well, he's not going to be great defensively. Uh, yeah, I just think guys like this are okay, but they're. Sorry, if I'm he had 70 about range, he'd be right great. Now. Um, okay, so all players, Sky History, minimum 320 plate appearances, ranked by strikeout percentage. Oh, I bet Top of the list, Morton Judson, current free agent. Then we have some guys that recently retired, Lorenzo Figueroa is currently I sitting am, in a... I am shocked he's not number one. That's shocking. You have Luis Cabrera, former Philadelphia Philly. Oh, yeah, he was He awful. was ranked the number four first baseman. What are you talking about? No, Dave Bird, current Detroit Tiger. And all the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth is Mr. Nick Work. See, what, you're telling me that 46% is like not is top, barely top ten? 43% is what he's that's at close That's so crazy that that's not number one. Morton Judson in 735 career plate appearances has struck out 48% of the time. Christ, man. Morton, what were you doing? Oh, my God. He's not even retired. He's still kicking. Career, A career war of negative 2.5, a career of 5.2 OPS. How did we not rip Tyler for starting this guy for four years? He was a rule 5 one one Jesus, this guy. Oh, my. How did I miss out on this this player? 237 strikeouts in 118 games. And you asked, I don't think Tyler's done anything wrong in St. Louis. He played Morton Judson for a whole year. Oh. Oh. All right. Danny Rayall, do we like him? <laughs> Um, this is a sad scenario, I think, because it just looks like he's going to have such a tough time to stay on the field. But God, if he is, um, I think every, all 36 of us would, would say we love the player. If he has a season in which he stays healthy, I could see him pulling off a Juan Martinez type year. I think, yeah, I think he's an MVP candidate if he's healthy. Yeah, he's just... So scrumptious. Love the player. What about Steve Lawler? Love him or hate him? Hate him. I'm sorry. I've got to do it. I just hate him. I just don't know what to do with any of these players. Jason Curtis. Love him or hate him? Love him. Absolutely love him. Yeah, Curtis seems pretty good. 
I, I'm not going to say I love him. Story. I just think his, his like his splits are just a little too much. His defense could be a little better. For me to say I love this guy, I can't do it. But obviously, he's a good baseball player. Remo Vittori. Like him? Dislike him? Dislike him in California. Uh, no, they're positive for lefties. He's a great platoon bat. I mean, massive. This guy's Luis Alicia, kind of, right? He's, I mean, he's, Luis Alicia on fucking steroids. Alicia never had seven, uh, 65 contact against uh, one side of the plate. But yeah. Alicia had 80 power. 120 power, maybe. How about Kirk Ariga? Kirk Ariaga. I'm a big fan Ariaga. of Kirk Ariaga. You like him? Line yeah. drive hitter with 65 contact and 65 gaps. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, where do you play him? Like, where do you, do you play him at second? Would you play him at short? If, or, sorry, second or third? I don't care. Super utility, the guy. He play either corner or outfield spot, too. Yeah. yeah no, no, I'm, a, play, I'm a fan. I, I thought would, that was I mean, a really savvy pick. I think I would play – yeah, I think you play him at, at, at uh, third right now. I would play him at second or third or one of the outfield spots in the corners. That's it. Those are the only three spots I'd put him. I mean, I mean I'm fine playing him at shortstop in a pinch. He's not going to be any good, but he's fine yeah, in a pinch there. I guess. If he if you're really banged up or something. Yeah, the idea of him as a, a true utility player is kind of fun because he's a less rest. He might I, actually have to play left field. I don't understand. How are these guys not good? Bryce Davis looks like a pretty good hitter. I think he looks okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Bryce Davis should be an everyday player. Yeah. He can't stay healthy either, but it, I I just don't understand. Lock in your prediction for the Dodgers right now. We're 18 games in the season. How many wins do the Dodgers finish with? I will give you both of you guys a plus or minus of five wins. 84. Yeah, I'm going to take 80. Okay. Yeah, I just looked at them, and I actually liked them more than I thought I would. Um, they've just been so bad to start the season. And yeah. I just think that you know me. I'm not really into lots of turnovers and GMs. I like stability. We had a lot of stability in this organization. The commissioner of the league was the GM. That was a lot of stability. Then he quite understandably wanted to GM one of the expansion teams. That's fine. So we went to Iggy Nacho, didn't work out. Now we have this Jenner guy. We don't know a lot about him. Is he going to be a Bruce Jenner or a Caitlyn Jenner? We don't know, right? We have to we have to feel this guy out a little bit, see what he's going to be like. And I, I think that uncertainty just really, I don't, that is the Dodgers. Nobody knows. The Dodgers are an enigma. I think I'm really, what I'm doing is I'm tricking myself into liking the rotation. That's why I'm starting to like the Dodgers. I think they're all left-handed, which is sort of badass. Like, and it's I, good I, for that ballpark, too. It's I like just... it, yes. I really like this pitcher, Oliver Snyder, cool last name, and left-hander. Like him a lot. First-round draft pick of the Dodgers a couple years ago. In the major leagues? No. He's not oh. prospects at this point. Yeah, no, I'm oh. in number 21 spectrum that's in the sky. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, you can absolutely talk yourself into liking uh, Joe Osbeck or Eddie Perez or Tom Storty, three-time Skyline Cup champion. Yeah, of course. And you can talk yourself into liking the bullpen, Liam Lord.
Uh oh. What? What's uh oh? Did Jake just go away? Jake went away. Uh oh. Bye, Jake. Oh In no. In any case, he was talking about Liam Loins. And I, I don't even know if we're on on uh, the stream anymore. Eh. Oh, that's sad. Everything went away. How very sad. Oh, anybody like still? Is anybody still listening? Yeah, we're still on Twitch. We're okay. Jake okay, just, good. Who knows? Jake, Jake might have had an emergency. Yeah, you I never think. know. Uh, oh, so, no, it looks like we're off Twitch. Oh, that's sad. Maybe Jake pooped his pants and had an emergency. Yeah. Liam Loins is a good picture, though, um, as I just say to you, because nobody else is listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe, we're, maybe we're still taping. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how any of this technology works. Um, it's good. All is well. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, so yeah. We so like we were talking about talking about Liam Loins, eighty eighty name. Talking. I mean, you can talk yourself into Liam Loins, Greg Malazzi, Joe Helweg, John Shanley, John Zolman, Danny Bell, uh, Marco Fonten, uh, Fonten, Fa- Fa- Fountain has Fountain has. Does sound like a male porn star? Yeah. Uh, Dirk Diggler. Yep, like it a lot. Yeah, if I ever go into porn, which I've heavily considered, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Liam Loins as my name. That would Liam be good. Liam Loins. Yeah. Do you have the face for porn? <laughs> Maybe I do, yeah. Porn or radio, one of the two. Oh, boy. All fathers should refer to their children as fruit of their loins. That's all I will say. Always good for laughs. Um, yeah, this is actually a bullpen full of good names. Marco Fountainhaz is a good name as well. Um, I think it's pronounced Fontinas. Uh Don't. I, I like to do it as white as possible. Fontinas. <laughs> right. He's German, not Venezuelan. Damn it. Um, Fontinas. And... Uh, but yes, we can be done talking about the Dodgers. I don't know what to do with the Dodgers. And I agree they could be a big Delta team. But that's the best I can do. I I'm going to pick, pick them for the middle of this division because I think it's the safest thing to do. Oh, uh, this is not a team that finishes third in the division. This is a team that either makes the playoffs or finishes fifth. I, see, I don't even know if I see that. I'm, I'm really talking myself into the Dodgers. Um, I think this is going to end up being a three-horse race in this division. It's going to include our Southern California friends and the next team on the list or crap, not the next team, but we'll get there. But I like the Dodgers. I like the Dodgers. Let's talk about the next team, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I, uh, for a hot sec, I was ready to say, I don't want to talk about the Diamondbacks because fuck Zach. And then I remembered, Oh wait, Zach's not in charge of the Diamondbacks anymore. Um, yeah, now we have this nice guy, Sean, who seems to be pretty good with respect to, uh, I think he's Scottish. Dude, yeah. His name's Sean O'Donohue, I think. Yeah. It's the most Irish name ever. If you were ever going to make a fake personality, you might choose that. Yes. That's like Joe Smith, I think. I want to hear him talk. I want him to be on yeah. the pod with us sometime or whatever. But no, I've, I, I like the guy a lot. Uh, it's active around doing yeah. the right things. Just goes to bed early. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, he goes to bed at the right time in Scotland. Or Ireland or Sky whatever. Sky Orides, Trent. This dude should yes. be going to bed at 9 a.m. every night. <laughs> um, are the Diamondbacks even relevant anymore at all? 
Caleb Austin is relevant. Caleb Austin is relevant. All right, why are they irrelevant? What what is what are they missing? Let's start there because I do my little meet the team test and I see a team that doesn't look horrible. So Kyle Lane sucks. Kyle Lane is awful. Yes. Israel Soto cannot stay healthy. He certainly can't hit. Bethara Jajadengrat. Played 156 games last year. I would not bet on that again this year. That's a back-to-back healthy years for him. Alex Zuniga running into some knee issues. Yes, see, you're saying... Jose Bonilla. 40. Just turned 40. I, this what I mean. The issue with this team is that it's a lot of meh players surrounded by some top tier talent. That if any of that happens to go down, they're fucked. Yeah, I, you're saying all these things, and I agree with you. I like all of these players. Yeah, I, I kind of do right. too. He can't hit. Hell of a defender. I can live with that as a shortstop. But Tharajadjadengrad, you're right. Probably not going to stay healthy. But I sort of like him. Israel. Oh, Sol- I have nothing against Jajadengrad as a player. We drafted the fucker. Sort of, Sort of like him. Alex Zuniga. I sort of like him. I sort oh, of Alex like Zuniga. Him. Again, a very, very good baseball player. Yeah. But where's the depth on this team? Where are the supporting pieces? Where's the supporting cast? Who's the supporting cast? Yeah, I think um, I get the feeling that this is kind of a soft rebuild where we're, we're selling away some pieces. We have enough pieces where if things go right, maybe we are a high delta team and we could make some noise right um but they're really not committing hard either way i think i agree with what you're saying and i think sean would probably agree but i can squint and imagine a world where those guys do stay healthy and caleb and zuniga just dominate I mean, they, they, the have the, they have the best pitcher in baseball history in their triple a uh in their triple a ball club the six foot six ken degman oh yes they do i yeah, never understood he, that whole thing neither did i uh, no well again it was zach which tells you all you need. No, to know. no it was this not was Zach. Kansas it was City Matt. Oh, it was Matt. You're right. Which Kansas is the City. same category as Zach, same category as Tyler. You just have to tune that bullshit out. Um, but I don't even hate this rotation. What's wrong with this rotation? Claudio Cabrini is an okay pitcher. Jeremy Mellon is a really good pitcher. I I, I could see this working. It's not bad. Yeah, the back half I uh, I struggle with. I think the back half's going to struggle, but... The first three, including Conrad Myers. Um, I like Conrad Myers a lot. I'm very okay. upset that Conrad Myers is doing well. Oh, is he a former California Angel farm? Hand? Yes, he is. Yes, he was a Rule 5 pick out of Baltimore. Uh, he was a tr- quadruple-A player for a while. Uh, Arizona, I think, wanted him for like a fifth or something. So I was like, sure, he's a quadruple-A talent, and then did that last year. Wow, three war. Three war with a four and a, four crazy and a half DLA. hour war. Yeah, there you go. He was, he was traded to the di- <clears throat> to the Diamondbacks along with cash in exchange for one dollar. It was a think a fifth rounder. It was a pick while the draft was going on. Okay. I wish we very, could get that in game, but I get it. Very, um, very, very strange. I, I'm curious to watch. Speaking of him, I'm just curious to watch his his walk rate because I'm not sure what it is. What's normal for this guy? Um, if it's around three, he's probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, if it's back up to five, he's it, not. 
Yeah, yeah. but I like a, mil- a captain who is a reliable back-end, middle-of-the-rotation guy. Uh, I think you're right. I think this rotation's not bad. Um, the bullpen is leaves some to be desired, but there are pieces here that are okay. It, it kind of reminds me of one of those Angels teams from a few years ago when the Angels weren't great, where we but always just said high Delta. You but know? they weren't awful either, right? So, yeah. But if, if they stayed healthy, it's like, ooh, Jake might have built himself a, a decent team, but there's a lot of risk. And yep. I think Sean's done that without committing too much, and he's been able to trade some pieces and get some prospects. So, And there's and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, it's not a bad way to go. Um, I, I get the logic. Yeah. Uh, none of these prospects are any good. This is one of the worst farm systems in baseball. Um, but... They're young yet. We had to give John some time with this team. It's not like they inherited lots of prospects from Zach, because that's not true at all. But he did inherit um, a lot of major league talent. Yep. And uh, has he got fair value for them? I don't know. Um, I, I don't really know like either. the prospect I just sent to him. He doesn't rank highly on the top 100, so you're probably missing him. But I, I really do like Ice Cream Aguirre. Aguiar. Aguiar. So, yeah. Uh, I mean... He, a perfectly fine little – there's nothing wrong with this team. I might like this team more than the Dodgers. I'm not going that me, far. I said it. You know, they'd have to be super healthy for me to agree with you. And I just can't bet on guys like DJ and Soto. Um, DJ really seems like the X factor because he, as we know, is such a good player. Um, just never on the field. But he – kind of like Jorge Galvez or Jose Galvez. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes all of a sudden these guys in the middle of their career just rattle off a few seasons in a row of health. So we'll see. Like, like that shortstop for the Astros, who we always hated. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ramirez? Oh, I hated that guy. Arturo. Arturo Ramirez. He had There was a non-zero Hall of Fame case for that MFR. He was so good for the Astros. He had like 2,700 hits and was the scrolliest motherfucker he was in incredible. town. Incredible. In any case, yeah, I I I like the Diamondbacks. I like them more than the Padres. Might even like them more than the Dodgers. So, I could see it breaking that way. I don't like them. I I I think this is the fourth best team in the division, but there is a world. There is a world when the stars show up and carry this team across the finish line. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's head to the land of the many, many casinos. The team that swung a large, large trade yesterday, as announced on the pod, got Jesus Almaguer and Josh Rastatter from the Montreal Expos. How does that impact the Las Vegas Knights, uh, who currently don't know how to hit? Don't really know how to pitch. Or pitch. I mean, their bullpen knows how to pitch, but not their starters. And they don't know how to hit. And they don't know how to field, which isn't really a great combo. The land of the many, many casinos. I'm still laughing about that. That'd be a great sign to put on the Welcome to Vegas sign. Well, for a couple of things. First of all, very happy that Dan Vegas won GM of the Year last year. Love Dan Vegas. He and I talk direct messages a lot. And he was ready to double down on this team and really wanted to sign Brad Adams. And first sim of the offseason, Adams goes to Colorado, and 
his offseason was ruined. And so bringing in Rastatter gives him that top-notch, good-hitting first baseman who should be able to just rake in this ballpark. Um, obviously, the Knights are better with Almagar and Rastatter. Uh, Bill Rosario might not be a 6-4 player this year, and that could hurt. Um, I think the chances are that Alexis Morales will not be a 5-4 player this year. And that's going to hurt. And things like that can make a big difference. Yeah. Um, what a career Alexis Morales has had. I know. Really. This is this should be like a, not a Hall of Famer, but a guy who has a little plaque somewhere like in the basement, you know? Right. Where we just don't forget him. Because it's pretty storied. Should be an extremely popular guy, you know? Yeah, I mean... I two-time all-star Alexis Morales to you. Um, yeah. Uh, and I like some of the hitters on this team. I always think Johnny Stoa should be better than he is. Um, I don't understand why this guy can't hit. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I, I think if we're going to talk about the Knights, we know Rastetter and Almaguar are huge pickups. Uh, Dan said himself today, like, the season starts tomorrow. You know, fuck these first three sims. But I think what we have to do is talk about what they did last season. Right. And say, was this a fluke? Was this 98-win team uh, for real? Because their pitching was unbelievably good. They had the best starters, I think the best bullpen as well. Uh, they were super dominant. Super dominant. And, yeah, what do you think? Is that a real team? Uh, well... I think the short answer is no. Bill Rosario is a really good pitcher, and I think he could be worse than last year, and it wouldn't be his fault at all. Um, and I think Alexis Morales just caught lightning in a bottle last year and was awesome, and this year is not going to be. Nelson Ashley is not going to be a 370 IRA guy this year. Not but a I, chance. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be in the major leagues very much longer, so I think that's I mean, okay. I think Ryan Stork might be coming back to to life, especially if this team can't field. Ryan Stork is dependent on good fielders behind him. He is a pitch-to-contact guy, and when you've got someone like John Milligan, who's struggling this year, well, not struggling, but he struggled last year at shortstop, minus five, and then you've got someone in center field um, like Aaron Bush. Yeah, he's a he's a good defender. He was great, uh, I mean, but he's also never played above able. I mean, that's who their center fielder is right now. Because Chris Shields is is uh, hurt. Chris Shields, mind you, a good defender, plus 15 last year. Um, but there's yeah. there's not a guy I see in this lineup that I'm like, yes, you can build a lineup or a team around this guy. I don't see that. No, me neither. And part of me thinks that Dan is uh, going all in really not just because he believes in this team, but also because he knows the rest of the league does not believe in this team, and that's just a big middle finger to the whole world. Um, on the defense, I think three sims doesn't mean a lot, but at the same time, when you have a team of all these ground ball guys like Ryan Stork, David Juarez, um, you don't just need a good defense. You need a super elite defense in the infield, and Milligan and Collins are fine defenders, Uh Neither are gold glovers, and I think that's what pitching needs to replicate what they did. Uh, 
I don't think uh, John Living or Mike Livingston has the same year he did last year. I think I think just up and down the lineup, it's just not the same team as last year, and I think that's going to hurt. Another big Delta team in the freaking Pacific, Um, because maybe Rastatter makes it all better. I mean, he's certainly a great hitter. He's been in a he's been awesome in a pitcher's park one of the most extreme pitchers park in all of the sky for his whole career. And now he comes to just a hitter's haven in the big stick in Vegas. So. I mean, I, I will say this, the, the Vegas Knights last year had a team BABIP of three twelve allowed this year. That's up to three sixty one. Again, that's not sustainable as a team last year, they hit two eighty four. Mind you, the three years before that they hit two forty three, two twenty six, two sixty one. They also had a team ERA of three six eight last year. Um, I don't see how this team pitches to a 368 ERA, and I don't see how this team hits 284. I just don't. Um, let me talk about Alexis Morales one more time. Um, I know that last year looks really out of character. It was his career high, his best season ever at age 36. Or pretty wild. Um, but he's a huge – he benefited hugely from out-of-the-park 22. These guys with a weak third pitch – all of a sudden went from borderline to actual starters. And you can see Morales, even at age 35 in Minnesota, uh, he had a four-war season the year before. So I, I don't think that's a total fluke, but you are obviously running the risk of throwing a 37-year-old out there. And speaking of 37-year-olds, they had a guy named Justin Bessie last year step in and pitch phenomenally. Uh, he was a huge piece because he could pitch both in the rotation and the bullpen. That guy's gone. Uh so I think that's one of the bigger pieces they're missing. Just something to point out. Um, on Bill Rosario, I don't know how you can say a bad thing about this guy. Six war is pretty tough to replicate for anybody, but uh, looks like a bona fide ace to me. And now we have Al McGuire. Uh, I think the pitching staff's rock solid. It's it's the lineup that makes me worry. And they're platooning heavy, but... It does feel like a very lefty-heavy lineup to me. Uh, just something to look at. I don't see, like, a great righty bat here. Rastetter's great, but another righty. Or another lefty, excuse me. Yeah, I I, I agree with the lefty-heavy. Yeah, I don't want to sell this team short, because you're right. They were so good. And, uh, I mean, Bill Rosario was obviously... Fantastic. One of the best young pitchers in all of baseball. Um, I, you know, one of the things that I, I love, love Rastetter. I've never really trusted Al McGuire. He was never elite and he was in one of the best ballparks in baseball for pitchers. That worries me coming to Vegas. I think he's going to be a disappointment. Um, yeah, but, I mean, is he supposed to be a superstar? I mean, I know he's replacing Pedro Dominguez. Similar ratings, but he was also kind of a disappointment in yeah, Vegas. Right. Uh, maybe just the bar is not that high. Because I, I really do think that trade is 90% Rastatter. Which is weird to say when you get a 75 <laughs> starting pitcher, but Rastatter is the piece. And that's – he has to drive the whole offense. I mean, he he needs to be a 6-7 war player for this offense to really be terrifying, I think. Right. Well, and then you can do a lot of things that make your team better. You can move Lev Taylor back to second. That's good. You can 
stack the middle of that lineup against right-handers with lefties like Stoa and Rastetter. Maybe there's something to line up protection and that makes Stoa better. I don't know. Yeah, but then then all of a sudden Lev Taylor, who's a nice bat, uh, plays second base. He's a negative defender at second. And your pitching staff is ground ballers really rely on him. What they need is Mike Collins to replicate what he did last year, and I do not think that is possible. He was the really the star of the show, kind of the the X factor for them last year, and that's just oh, I grimace looking at this profile. I'm not a big fan. I don't I don't dislike the player. I, I I'd love to have this guy. I just don't know that it's a a four or five war profile. But, I mean, he he batted four oh two last year. That screams regression. Or sorry, yep. not four oh two. He batted three sixty nine. Who's that? Oh no, that's Love Taylor. No, I was right. Yeah, Mike Collins batted four oh four last year. That screams yep. regression. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he was a five-war guy and missed 20 games. Uh, yeah. Hard to do. I mean, he, but even then, he, he's a negative defender, basically a net neutral last year. I I just really think Vegas has to get superstar gold glovers in the middle infield if you're going to say, okay, we're in a hitter's park. We're going to make the ball get hit on the ground. We're going to throw Ryan Stork. Let's turn some double plays. I don't trust Mike Collins to do that. All right, let's rank the Pacific. Man, tough. Uh, I think this is the toughest division to rank so far by a long shot. By a long shot. I could see, like, I don't know, I could see a lot of different orders. I don't have any idea what I'm going to do. Somebody go first. Angels, Falcons, Dodgers, Knights, Padres, Diamondbacks. Jeez. I don't want to pick a first-place team. You know? Like, I, I could kind of see all these teams finishing second, but someone has to win the division. I don't like any of them as winners. Dan, shut the fuck up. All right, you know guys can have good years, right? You know sometimes guys get lucky. That happens. Mike Collins is a shitty player, and you're going to learn that soon enough. What's funny is that he won't apologize if, if we're right. No, no, but he will, because this is, this is getting out of control. Us potters need respect. We demand respect. I don't, have, I don't have any problem being shit on, whatever. Um, I don't like the Knights. I didn't like the Knights last year. I was happy to admit I was wrong. I still don't like the Knights. I... I... I I will be happy to admit I'm wrong again. I'd rather be wrong and be honest every year. Um, I'm going to take the Angels. Ugh. Angels, Falcons. I don't believe this. (laughs) Diamondbacks. Dodgers. Knights. Padres, motherfucker. Dude, this one's hard. I'm going to go Angels first. Just hate it. Just hate it. I'm going to go Knights second. I'm going to go Dodgers third, followed by Arizona, Fresno, and San Diego. Um, I'm just not confident with any of them. And as much as we just talk shit about the Knights, they do get to throw out Al McGuire and Rosario and David Ford. And Ryan Stork. 
who I I actually don't hate. So uh, I just Sorry, think the other twenty twenty eight All Star Ryan Stork. My he apologies. Loved, he did oh, it I, for three hundred plus innings, being pretty good. I think this is the deepest rotation, and so in a division of kind of a mess, I think that gets it done, having the depth. Ugh. But I uh, I don't feel good about any of it. Yeah, I know. I'm also trying to picture this team with Rastetter in the lineup, and it obviously looks so much better. So, yeah, I'm almost talking myself into Knights in first, but I think I'm going to stick to California. All right. Wow. That Shit was show. no fun at all. Shit this show. is going to be a fun division to watch all year. Yeah, that is uh, by far the trickiest one. By far. Gentlemen, who has the third best record in Sky this year through three weeks of play? I think it's the Chicago Cubs. It is the 15-4 and four Chicago Cubs. Man, what a difference a quality GM makes. Boom. Cubs are rolling. Boom. Roasted. Uh, Hector Luis is hitting 448, uh, uh, probably unsustainable 491 Babbitt. Probably. <laughs> Look at this guy. Randy Hammond on pace for 10 war. Now, him I actually sort of like. Don't like the 10 war, but I don't dislike the player. Ruben Buenrostro. Ruben Stunt. Buenrostro. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. Wayne Rostro, like him a lot. Love him. Fan fave. Uh, runs like the wind. Yep. Nothing to dislike about that guy. He's off to a rough start, but I love Miguel Felix. Best catcher in baseball. P- the 30-year-old, soon-to-be 31-year-old, Piona Tividade got eight and a half million dollars this offseason from the Cubs. Like it or hate it? Uh, well, of course I hate it because I hate injury-prone guys. And I think we're going to have to call P.O. injury-prone. Oh, uh, absolutely. So I don't really like it. Wait, what gives it, what gives it away? The mega scrolliness of his injury page. Damn. Look at 2029 alone. Jesus. Not good. Like, yeah. Um, you like this Kevin Mowbray guy? I, I, All 5'10", 195 of them? Uh, yeah. Mm. All right, so what? where are we at? I'm sorry. I had to get, stand up for just a second. Talking about the in, we're talking about the injury-prone Chicago Cubs who have Jim Padgett and Mike Tinney on the I.L. and Pio Natividade who will be there at some point. What a great way to join Sky as a new GM. You inherit your team and you just realize, oh, shit, everyone's going to get hurt every sim. Whew. Welcome. Welcome to the big leagues, Jeff. Um, do we like Kevin Mowbray? I do like him. I, I don't know that I love him, but I like him. D-Rich? Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just watching Dan throw a absolute tantrum. I'm Kevin trying to Mobley. figure out if I'm honestly trying to figure out if he's serious or not. Oh, he's serious. He's serious. Trust me. 
Kevin Mowbray. I don't even know where this guy is. What am I doing? And, oh, uh, Mowbray. What do you mean, do you like this guy or not? What's not to like? Is he a 70? Hell no. But he's fine. He's a good pitcher. He is a good pitcher. Yeah, I mean, you feel a lot better, I think, if he's your number three than you do your number one. Because, shit, you might feel better if he's your number four. He's fine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this brings me to another pitcher I want to talk about on this team. Kevin Ellison, who is our second pitcher I'm going to stop and let you know, was also a one-dot single-digit selection in the draft, selected by the San Francisco Giants. With he was immediately third. a top-15 prospect out of, high, uh, out of the University of New Mexico, and three months into his professional career, on the nose towards UCL. Yep. Welcome, and, Sky. And that's the career of Kevin Ellison. And then However, in 2027, had a hamstring strain that put him out for three months, and then a torn rotator cuff that kept him out for nine months, and then not even a year later, tore his labrum. Kevin Ellison, he looks like Andy Daniels. That's what he looks like. Andy Rogers. Andy Andy Rogers. Yeah, Andy Daniels is a brick. Doesn't Andy Daniels have a fan? That's Charlie Daniels. Never mind. In any case, Kevin Ellison, but he was at one point, I do not think he is any longer, but he was at one point in the top 20 pitchers in Sky, so he did make my list because I'm obsessed with that list, was a one-dot single-digit selection that was on the top 20 pitchers list at one point. Think he's, he's not there anymore. Hurt. Think he's going to get hurt, along with the rest of the Chicago Cubs pitchers. I really like Jeff. Seems like a neat guy. Sort of like Sean. I think we've done pretty well with a lot of these new GMs. Think it's a little early on Jenner, but I like... Uh, Jenny Craig, the guy in Baltimore. And yeah, so uh, I think we're going to be okay. But I I don't see this team having the staying power because I think they're just going to get hurt. I, I have uh, no confidence they're going to they're going to. Jeff stay. is going to learn the hard way. What Ryan took him 10 years to figure out is that lefty power does not play in Chicago. He's going to be very disappointed in Willie Benavidez. I kind of think that's BS. Lefty power is not that bad there, right? It it's is. not that bad. 9.7. It it's not great. 9.7? It's bad. Look Sorry, at Surrett. Look at how bad Surrett was. He's just an inconsistent 45 contact schmuck. And then Freddie Fiello is the other example, and he's just a cocksucker. So, I don't know. I think I could see uh, a lefty power bat being fine there, right? I don't know. Those are pretty good examples. I mean, John Freddy Schwab Fialo. was pretty goddamn good there, right? Yeah, that's true. John Schwab hit 38 home runs every year for a decade as a lefty. Um, unless you're telling me he would hit 50, uh, I don't buy it. I, I don't think 97 is that bad of a multiplier. Not enough to make you rebuild and change your whole strategy. Um, I think... Despite the injury concern, I think this team is so strong in the positions that matter, they might have more staying power than we're giving them credit for. Just having a super elite center fielder and a super elite catcher, that goes a long way. And, yeah, both of those guys have some injury concern, but not to the point where I'm uh, running for the hills just yet. Yeah, no, I'm not as worried about 
Felix and uh, and Buen Rostro. No, they're they're not as bad. So it's man, really... actually, Buen Rostro might actually be bad. He got hurt six times last year. We'll see. But if yeah, those guys I... stay on the field, they can carry this team a long, long way. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see it because I like it when new GMs have success. Generally, keeps them around. They're fun to have. And again, I like Jeff a lot. He's active, seems to know what he's doing. Um, and I really do like Kevin Mowbray, one of my, he's my favorite pitcher on this team. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm worried. That's all I'll say. I think it's another big Delta team. This yeah. bullpen should be good. Steve Lockhart's the best relief pitcher. You don't know the name of, you should learn it. Steve Lockhart. Learn oh, the name. come on. He's Fucking been voted. Awesome. He's won two reliever of the years. People know this guy. He's a star. He's, he's a star. He's fucking awesome. And the other guy, Verdine, is a star. Somehow cheated his way. Or somehow won a pitcher of the year award. Still blows my mind. But uh, he got really good mileage out of him last year. I thought I thought he uh, Jeff used him well. So I'm pretty optimistic about just using those guys to make up for the rotation shortcomings because you're right if there, there are if bunch. there is a contender for best bullpen in the sky that is not the california angels it could be the cubs the hits just keep on coming bill bumgardner could be lethal out of the pen a one pitch guy love the sinker ball relievers it's very uh blake trinan well uh, here's the thing about bumgardner have you seen what he's done this year yeah, he has well, started know. four games. I know. Oh yeah, which is so, effed up. But I'm a, I'm a fan. I think it's it's neat that uh, Jeff's a new guy comes in, kind of pushing the envelope. I think that's a, a totally reasonable strategy. We've seen it with some success, uh, but no one is really committed to it hard, and maybe he'll go that way. Juan Vallejo is a good. This is just a good bullpen. I mean, it's just really, really good. So, yeah, that's the strength of the club. Uh, again, I think this division could be pretty competitive at the top. I think there are four teams competing for two spots. Um, so it's not going to be fun in games. I'm a little worried the Cubs are going to be on the outside looking in, but but we'll see. My issue is that I don't trust anyone on this team to hit 300. I think they're just going to have a tough time getting on base. I think they're just going to have a tough time scoring rounds. Need a lot to go right for this offense to keep up what they've done so far. I mean, their best contact bet, they've got Hector Luis, 60 contact, Buen Rostro, 55 contact, and Tony Cassiano, 55 contact. Everyone else is 50 or below. Yeah, that that screams big delta offense. Um, Not quite a 45 deal, but... You know what I mean? Those guys just aren't reliable. And it's it's tough to, to win a division, at least reliably, on the backs of those guys. They're just inconsistent. So I think you'll probably see some hot streaks like we've seen to start the year, and we'll probably see some pretty nasty slumps. All right, let's head to the Gateway City. St. Louis lost team when well, they lost the Hoff to Portland, but they gained a team when the Nationals relocated to... St. Louis, so Trent, you lied. Milwaukee was not the only team to switch 
Regents. I guess that I don't know. It doesn't count. The moving teams in quite the same category, but okay, fair enough. I'll accept um, my refusal and go home. I get very sad when I look at John Martin because he learned to pitch the off season and I forgot to protect him. Oh my and god! I, I did not have a good day when Rule Five came along. There were oh a couple. My. Yeah, yeah, that was a fuck up. That was I mean, a big fuck up. I guess you can hope he gets, keeps getting hurt because he's kind of been prone. But other than that, he's also a top twenty pitcher right now, number nineteen, I believe. And it looks deserved. Uh, he looks like the top twenty talent. He looks a lot like Andres Alamon. Um, the splits probably aren't quite as good, but very similar bars and pitches. Man, pain. Yeah, big pain. God, I'd like the Angels a lot more with this guy. So would I. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that this might cost you a playoff spot alone. This might shift. Oh, two divisions. Oof. Yeah, I like John Martin a lot. Um, I like Seguenza a lot. I think this this rotation is good. Just a good rotation. Is Danny Fitzpatrick good? I don't know. I'm gonna, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to confidently say he's going to stay healthy. I, I, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Um, so I'm who's not the next in line? He went three and eighteen last year, so he must have sucked. He did that with three war. Yeah, I, I don't even think Freddie Montenegro is such a bad pitcher. He's fine. He's fine. And yeah. the former Blue Jay Jorge Chacon, like him a lot. Like him. You, you like this guy? You've been talking shit about anyone who looks like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I I think he's nice. I think he's a nice pitcher. I do like the rotation. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if there's extra depth there because a lot of these guys have been hurt. We talked about Fitzpatrick already, but Seguenza got hurt last year too. Uh, he's not exactly the most reliable guy. Even John I Martin. He's not someone reliable. that got hurt in that uh, last spring training set. I that think got you wiped are off right. the face of the earth. Oh, I didn't know that. Ooh. Well. They get wiped off the face of the earth, but there uh, there were some issues with that. Yeah, this reminds me of an Angels team. Um, I see Thank a lot you. of injury, a lot of injury questions on this team, but also a lot of talent, and I see a lot of lefties. A lot of lefties. Well, they have Ramon Sanchez, who they are paying zero dollars. Fantastic. Love it. Love everything about it. But you know what I hate? And I hate it deeply with a passion known by few others. I hate the fact that Tom Cunningham is hurt. Oh, just a killer. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. Such a good player. Just, just kills this team. He was the righty in that lineup. And now he's gone. Two, three months. Yeah, I mean, they could. There's not really a player on the team that is more important to them. Um, there are a couple righties who are good. Dylan Shelton's a really nice bat, but he was also sitting on the trade block there for a little bit. I uh, bet Scott's grateful that he didn't trade him because uh, he's gonna he's gonna have to be good to keep this team's offense really functioning against righties or against lefties. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, 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 it just saddens me. In ways I cannot completely put into words. 
I don't even know who plays first. Who plays first? I mean, there's absolutely no one on the roster who plays first base. Yep. Bring back, uh, fuck, who's the first baseman that they had forever that I fucking loved? Oh, they have they've fucking Kevin Caney uh, in AAA. They'll be fine. Oh, duh. Kevin Caney. Can- yeah, he's actually okay. And he's luckily right-handed, so you're right. That is he might that be is right. a nice player for him. He might be all right. Um, but, you know, the pitching, they have all those injury concerns, and they also have them in the lineup as well. Uh, obviously, Tom Cunningham. But one of my favorite best. Jonathan team, Clay, Michael that's Earl. what I was thinking of. Jonathan Clay, yes. Never could really play first, but that's a different question. Um, I was saying Mike Fitzgerald's a bat I love, but a guy, another guy I just oh, there's no chance healthy. he's healthy. No. So no, he's yeah, someone that belongs in the California Angels uniform. Dude, this whole team's the California Angels. Are you kidding me? Jose Power, another like that guy like that, like him, like the bat a lot. Love the player, love him. Worried about the health. This is a very talented team, though. Yeah, no, uh, this is a that you gotta give Scott some credit. It took some time, put together a pretty good looking team. I mean, it, I feel like it happened. I feel like he put together the entire team in one offseason. Um, John Martin, Fitzpatrick, Chacon, Seguenza. Oh, Martin was, was last a, year. Martin was a few off seasons ago. Yeah, John Martin. Oh, was, oh, okay. I thought it was, this was this off. Season. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. It, it's it's been a while up and coming. Yeah, Tom I remember Cunningham's John Martin. been a top prospect for a while. Um, but some of this was foreseeable. I just think that the Tom Cunningham injury is such a killer. Um, I mean. How many young, how many hitters in this guy you want for Tom Cunningham? Are there five? Probably, but it's it's not many more if if so. Uh, Cunningham's a weird one. I mean, he put up eight WAR last year. It's hard to argue. I know he's fantastic. He had a chance to set our hit streak record. He's yep. he's been very good. He um, is incredible. So, and he's got a unique profile. Just a unique guy to have. Pretty severe splits, have that kind of middle finger look to his bars, and still be so good. I'd yep. still rather have Brad Burns against lefties. Yeah, Come of on. course. That's a no-brainer. Jeez, man, he was freaking good against lefties, Tom Cunningham. 1,200 um, OPS last year. Woo-wee! Yeah. I'm worried um, because of the Cunningham injury, but I still really like this team. And I wanted to compliment Scott, and I'm rooting for him. Former Atlantic GM. Can't quit the MAGA. Rooting for Scott. Hey, he really quit upset. the MAGA. Really upset about the Cunningham injury. I think actually I should declare victory because Scott joined the Atlantic with the sole goal to take down the Atlanta Braves. Um, he, did, he could not do that. Yeah, he never made the playoffs in like 10 years. So Sucks for you, but uh, I think this is the best team he's put together. This is the most savvy moves I've seen him make by far. Uh, I think his teams have really struggled, but man, great offseason. Really, the last two offseasons. Uh, he's done a lot of savvy stuff. Bessie, great move. Uh, Chacon, great move. Ramon Sanchez, great move. Uh, I, I really like where they're headed. But I see a big delta just because of the health. Yep. I don't think there's a ton of depth there, and they're kind of playing with fire. 
Yep. I know I agree. Um, um, I would like it ever so much better if there were a healthy Tom Cunningham. Can we talk uh, about – I just asked Jake about what he thinks that our St. Louis team is named after some girly, shitty dog. Not the Cardinals well, anymore. Be careful. There, there are lots of different types of terriers. Right. I've come to terms with the terriers. It sucks. Oh. There are they're pit bull terriers. So, you know, that's what that's is the what not pit bull terrier? What does he weigh? Like 15 pounds? I'll punt that shit. No pit problem. Bull. <laughs> all pit bulls are terriers. Are all terriers pit bulls? No. I'm sorry. I'm looking at their logo. That dog does not strike fear in me. I I, I don't know that it's supposed to. But in any case, it's just, it is weird seeing <laughs> it's just weird having a league with a with no Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are such like a one of the biggest franchises in the history of baseball. Just now you know why I didn't want them to move. I, I don't blame you. I would have told Scott and Tyler to trade teams or suck it up. Just trade your entire franchises. Yeah. Are we done with the St. Louis Terriers? We are done with the St. Louis Terriers. Let's continue our mosey around the Central. Head west on I-70 and talk about the Kansas City Royals. The new home of Alfredo Zamora. Alfonso Zamora. And about a dozen other players. Alfonso. 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 And man, that trade looks just horrible for him, I think. Over under 100 games played for Alfonso Zamora. There's... No way you could ever take over on that number. Just no well, way. Well, in, in 2007, you could, but I'm going to take the under. Yeah, but now um, he's got about 14 more injuries on his resume. No, I hear you. I hear you. I, 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 this team's I, not good. I don't even know where to begin. It, it's, I don't even know where to begin. It's hard to begin because there's so many players. Matt even posted that you got to check our DFA and our – there's there's a lot going on, um, as always, as is tradition in Kansas City. It's a clusterfuck. I think this team sucks. Maybe not sucks, but much worse than the two teams we've talked about. I the Royals lost forty war this offseason. I'm gonna say that again. Forty so- war. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question. There was a net loss. It was a net loss of forty. Right. I'm gonna ask the question that never has a good answer. What's Matt doing? Yeah, I know. That's that's that question is not allowed on this pod. It's Um, a paradox. Oh, you know how many draft picks Matt has in this draft in this 2030 draft? I, I do know. He had one. one. He has his first rounder. That's it. I took his last seven picks, so. <laughs> that did not make Matt happy. Matt it, is it, not happy with uh, with these trades right now. I don't know why. I think it's hilarious. Not Matt. Mike. Mike is what you meant to say. Whatever. It did not make Mike happy. So. Oh. He can get over because it it's a real reasonable deal, right? I guess. It could, there could be a lot dumber trades, right? It, there have I'm, been a lot of dumber trades. I'm sure there were. Um, I, I'm going to ask this question, and I'm not going to like it. Because trust me, 
Nobody wants the Royals to finish in last more than me. But is it possible that this sort of shenanigans actually works out? Because Bobby Ramos, sort of a good little player. Um, I, I absolutely think there's a chance it could work out. Bobby Little is a good little player, who, by the way, is off to a rock and start. Matt Rosario is not a useless player. He's he's good. Good. Paco Sherman is a pretty good player. John Scott, former Philly, is not a terrible player. No, I I I feel like I just looked at the team decently. Uh who's the shortstop? Ramirez? Where's this guy? Yeah. I don't even find In DFA. Him. He's got forty two guys in DFA. Okay. Just apart from Boston. Okay. Um, no, I think this team is actually not good. And I am pretty famous on this podcast for being pro-Royals, disagreeing with both you guys. Uh, but even I do not see this team working out. Um, I, it just It's odd because it looks like he's kind of abandoned a lot of what he did. So a few years ago, if you guys remember, um, Matt had a big shift. He switched to steals. He really played Kansas City Royal baseball, small ball, uh, ground ball pitchers, great defense and speed. And it it was fairly successful. Um, he had some of his best teams he's ever had. And I think Jeff Murdoch's season last year has made him totally reconsider. Because Murdoch, even in this ballpark, hit 49 homers, I believe. Um, and I think Matt all of a sudden says, huh, ballparks don't really seem to matter. But I look at this team, and I see a shitload of guys, pitchers and hitters, that do not fit this ballpark. I mean, this is fucking palindrome city. I am not digging it. Unless I'm missing some players that I don't see, I just, I cannot get on board with this. (sighs) I mean, who's, give me an example of a player who's really a royal. Um, Bobby Little, I totally get. But he's, an injury-prone guy who's making $24 million, so I'm I, sorry I, for not being excited. I am going to I, – I can give you an example of a Royal from all of Matt's tenure. There's only one who was always a Royal. Aaron Paris. Yep, that's it. No, that's not what I mean. I mean I know a guy who fits the ballpark. But I, I, I just don't – that is not how Matt does things. Matt throws things at the wall and hopes they stick. But they usually and lots don't of, stick. And lots of times they stick, and it frustrates me. Um, I don't even hate this rotation. I do not. I want to stab myself in the eye with my pencil because I am the one defending the Royals. Kyle Baker does not look like a shitty pitcher. Corey Perzek is a pretty good pitcher. Matt Tarka is an okay pitcher. This rotation's actually okay. Man, I I I disagree with you. I mean, I I think Baker's and Parasac's a nice little uh, combo, but the other three, I'm not that excited about. Uh, looks like all three of them are gonna kind of struggle against lefties. Um, certainly no one's gonna be striking guys out, and they're not the the high movement guys that you'd expect. Um, for a while, Matt was targeting high control, high movement, low stuff, and it was working. 
These guys are 50 movement and not very special. It's like a team built around the home run in Kansas City, and I'm sorry, ballpark matters. I know a lot of people disagree with me, which blows my fucking mind, but it matters. The Royals are going to make a dozen trades this year, so maybe it'll work out in the long run. But if this team stays the way it is, it ain't happening. God, palindrome, palindrome, palindrome makes me mad. It makes me sick. I hate all these dudes. Bobby Ramos, you don't like him, huh? What's his contact? 45. Then I think you know my answer. Yep. Aaron Jackson, 45. Matt Rosario, 45. John Scott, 45. Luke Drury, 45. (gasps) They all suck. And they're all going to suck in Kansas City because that's just the way the game works. That's the way baseball works. I'm sorry. Start trading dudes because this is a nightmare. And this division's wide open because I do not think the Terriers or the Cubs are a lock. I think anything can happen. Casey fucked it. I am. Uh, I'm looking at what Matt sent us. Oh, my God. This Luke Deary guy. Lord, look at this mf Ugh. It's a mess. Yeah, you're probably right. Somebody has to play well in this division. Who's it going to be? Chicago? Yeah, maybe. Either Chicago team, honestly. Well, the White Sox gave up on Sandoval, which... Yeah. I mean, maybe Texas is better than we think. And maybe the Terriers stay healthy. I don't know. This division looks bad. I mean, really bad. The West, honestly, just looks so wide open for Seattle. It's crazy. I don't even know. You, you with me, Jake? Absolutely. Okay. Then I think we've said what I needed to say. Bunch of bums, I tell you. All right. Let's talk about – let's head down to Tejas. talk about the Rangers. Juan Martinez is, is, is good at baseball. Jeez, what a start. I – I do not know that there are five players you want more before you want Juan Martinez in this game. I think I would agree with you. You want AR-15, maybe Sandoval? No, not Sandoval. Not at this point. I'd take Martinez over Sandoval. Joe Sparrow? Take Martinez. Are we taking age into account? Because Martinez is only 26. Um, Yeah, I don't know the question. Yeah, I mean, I maybe agree. as a purely a build around guy, uh, there might not be really anyone else. The only people in Sky I might take before I take Juan Martinez, who, by the way, unless I'm missing something, is not on the top twenty position players list, <laughs> which is inexcusable. Um, and someone like Hector Flores is not a knock on Hector Flores, but still. Um, I, I, I like Hector Flores, but Juan Martinez is better. I would take Alex Rivera. Yep. I might be convinced to take Angelo Torres. Oh, pitchers. Sure. I was just thinking hitters, but okay. I mean, I'm just talking all of Sky in general. Yeah. And then I'm taking Juan Martinez. Yeah, I, I think you're right, actually. Looking at the top 20 list, there might be some, like, 22-year-old guys we're forgetting, but... 
26 and in your prime and has won two MVPs. I'm, I mean, I'm, if if Tom Cunningham's healthy, I might take him. You can make it. You could maybe make a case for Tom Cunningham. You could maybe make a case for someone like Nick Schmidt or Tony Campo. Not saying it's a good case. Not saying it's a winning case. You I'm, could I'm maybe a, make. I'm not even a huge believer in Martinez's bat. As stupid as that says. Yeah, that's, like I, that's, I don't even love this guy's bat, but he, an 800 OPS is eight WAR for this guy. He's yep. the best defensive shortstop. He's always healthy. And on top of it, he hits 360. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right that it's it's Rivera and Martinez, which is weird because he's not, you know, a jump off the page at you kind of guy. I sort of like this team. I like Quinton Van Rennen. I like Brian Ferreira. I like Jeff Wing. I like this lineup. We got to mention the season Jeff Wing had last year. I know. I was about to say. I 52 home runs, 47 stolen bases. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I guess his, his numbers, if you look at his slash lines, it's not crazy. But the almost 50-50 clubs just so bonkers. I mean, he had 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases the year before. Between San Diego and Texas. Oh, right. yeah, He did. He did sneak together. I wasn't even thinking about that. Neither was I. Yeah, I think. What? I think. Is Jeff Wing good? Yes. I <laughs> think that that's just what I was going to say. I think the dirty little truth is Jeff Wing's just a good baseball player. But it's, let's not get too good. carried away. He's not fantastic, but he's good. He's, he's good. pushed 50-50 club and was under four war. Let's uh, remember that Montreal traded Jeff Wing away in a deal for Corey Melendres. How'd that work out? <laughs> not well. Although, uh, no, not well. I Man. do not. Is I don't think I think Corey Melendres is a free agent. He is not he is. retired. Yeah. Uh, Fernando Caballero was also given up in that deal. Yeah, that for was, Corey Melendres. That was stupid, but. Jeff Wing, I think he's just good. I like Levin Fader. I think he's a pretty good player. He's good. Not great, but he's good. This yeah, I can Clark, see that guy's being great. That This Clark Puet guy. He's not a bad player. All these guys are good. Yeah, this None looks better than I thought it would be, for sure. Um, this looks like the favorite to win the division to me. I love this team. Now, the pitching I staff. I do not trust the pitching staff. Really? What's what's not to like? Who's the starter that you're not liking? I don't like Danny Vasquez. He's a lefty side armor, which I guess helps against lefties, but he's going to be he's going to have issues against righty bats. Tom Thomas is not good. I get it. I get that he's your number five. I get that. Um, I, I think both those guys are good. Tom, I'm Thomas not great, but totally fine. Totally. Tom Thomas is not good, but Danny Vasquez. I think I'm willing to disagree with you there. I think he's good. Yeah, maybe in this ballpark those guys will struggle, but uh, I just know as an Atlanta GM, I, I would be perfectly happy starting those guys as my four and five most years. But the side armor thing for a lefty doesn't bother me nearly as much. Um, we've seen those guys get some mileage before. Uh, Juan Mergulia comes to mind. The weakness of this team is bullpen. The bull- Bullpen's awful. I don't know if it's awful, but it's the weakness. It just doesn't look the same. 
there are two arms that I trust in this bullpen, Edgardo Gutierrez and John Dictor. Beyond that, fucking awful. Man, I, I, I don't I would, dislike I don't I don't dislike Fred, Franklin Rodriguez, the former Seattle Mariner. I think this guy could start. Like yeah, him. hard to imagine. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to imagine this team losing the division. I Franklin really, Rodriguez or Kurosawan. Ooh, that's cool. Ah, gotta love them Dutch. Yeah, no, I really like this team. Yeah, I, I wish they had. I mean, they have a hundred and forty million dollar payroll. Um, not the biggest budget, but decent size. <laughs> I, I just wish they had ten more million bucks to sign Ryan Green, because that kind of seems like one of the pieces that's missing. Well, I mean, he was a lifelong Ranger until this year. I mean, yeah. so that. That of also course, makes me sad, as you know. Of course it's missing, right? Of course it seems like it's missing. But not just in my heart, but having uh, just a lockdown guy in the pen would go a long way. Go a long way. <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah, they just don't have that guy. Um, like, their best reliever is a guy I don't trust in uh, Gutierrez. Do not have a lot of faith in him. Mm-hmm. Victoria is a nice player, though. Um, I could see him eating a lot of innings, but not really a lockdown guy. Not the Ryan Green, which those guys win you a lot of baseball games, man. Jeez, look at their look at their bullpen. Actually, do you see they have some? They have a thirty thirty guy in their pen. Yeah, Philip Obridge. Oof, crazy. A couple forty forties. And he uh, was in the bullpen last year. Wow. The Australian Obridge. And wasn't a specialist or anything, just just threw him. And it, he wasn't terrible out there either. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the, um, when we're allowed to go over budget, Texas goes over, adds two relievers, and we go, oh, shit, Texas is, uh, Texas is not just a favorite to win the division, but can make some noise. Yep, it's a threat to the Mariners. Yeah, I'm a fan. I agree. Yep. Totally agree. All right. All right. Let's head to the south side. Talk about the Sox. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. You know what? If we're going to do this pod right, we should really just go through every player, both on the roster and in DFA, one by one. How many times have the White Sox made the postseason since 2008? I I want to say zero. Is it zero? Oh, tell me it's not zero. Please be at least no, two. It's, it's, it's more than that. They made the playoffs at least. I, I'm going to say three. Twice. I believe okay. both were Zach years, 15 and 16. They have finished fourth multiple times since then, finishing fourth in 2024, 2025, and 2027, finishing within 10 games of first also in 2028. This is a team I could never quit, and I think they're making me quit them. Cold turkey. Unlike the unlike the uh, the Black Bears, who I could never quit, and then they ended up winning a, a Skyline Cup series with that, uh, with that core. Yeah, you never got rewarded for being a white. This ain't that. Yeah, I mean – 
nobody's deceived about what the White Sox are doing here, right? Like, this is a total teardown, yep. right? So Jeremy Mayfield is going to be gone. I think that's a piece that has some value, right? Simmons is going to be gone. Yeah, he's Justin a- Simmons is a guy I want to talk about for a couple of reasons. I think we could First spend all, about five minutes on this guy. He's about all there is to talk about. He is. How is this guy not good? How is he not good? I don't understand. Uh, he's a borderline starter to start. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it, right? That's That's the only thing I can see. And so all of a sudden, his strikeouts have gone up significantly this year. Don't yep. really know why. Probably a small yep. sample size, but it's at least making me think maybe he turns a corner because if he strikes out ten, he will be good. He will be he very, very good. Stud. And he is our third pitcher that I want to specifically make mention of because Justin Simmons was not a one dot something. He was a four dot one ten. With a four dot one ten. Hold on a second. I'll be right with you. He was picked one tenth. That's kind of something. Not, he was not one ten. Yeah. Um, Nick Nick's run is hurt again. Shocker. Yeah. So are you thinking of are you thinking of Danny Simmons, the old uh, the Oakland starter? Danny Simmons, the one dot three. That's the guy I missed. I'm gonna be so mad at myself. Damn it. Oh well. Sorry, I was. I know there was. You guys, there was an old it was Chicago Danny Simmons. That- you guys talk about the White Sox for a moment. I'll be right with you. Um, let's go back to Simmons, Jake. And he was ranked the number two pitcher in baseball. The bars are off the charts. Do you have him as borderline? I do, and that's what I was talking Where about a few minutes ago. That's a big deal. Um, but he also has some health issues. So I, I have no clue what this guy. Gets this has all the makings of a future California angel. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're probably right. What is he as a reliever? How about that? What do you think? Is that the way to go with him? Just make him crazy out of the pen? Because he looks like a Hall of Fame. Dude movie. would be an absolute bullpen ace. I think that's probably the what what you do. Um, but what does a superstar reliever with health issues get you? I don't know. I is that worth is that worth a top hundred spec and some picks? Probably, Probably. but it it wouldn't be someone good. I wouldn't give one of my top two specs for him, but I'd like to have him on my team. I uh, I think somewhere in a skyline future, there should be a team for Sly that is composed of pitchers that all stay healthy. Because there is like a veritable, very deep pitching staff composed of pitchers that Sly once owned that were awesome and could not stay healthy. Simmons, Duvall, Alicia. Yep. Am I missing one? Because I feel like I'm st- – I just named three like 80 like, overall like, guys, and I they, don't think – They're I so one. good. Um, I, I feel like we are missing one. Now, I don't remember all their names, but they're, they're – so many pitchers. Poor Sly. This is Jay Deck was one of them. Jay Deck was one of them. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, it's it's never ending. Now Jay Deck's really not all that hurt, but 
Yeah, but his I know what you're saying. He did look like a uh, like a number two starter. But the other three guys looked like aces. Yeah, no, so they were so I, good. I do and kind of I, I feel bad for Sly because I do think he got dealt a bad hand in that regard. Um, but man, I st- it still felt like this team had the talent to get it done, and it just didn't happen. Ooh, Daniel Ventura is another one. Daniel Ventura was one I remember. He yep. was just actually pretty good. Uh, I don't know if yeah, he, he quite qualifies. He was just a good player. He's been better since he left the White Sox, but well, that, that's part of the park, you know. Yeah, they say maybe. lefties are so good. Not in Chicago, I, they ain't. I, I I don't know what to do with a guy like Justin Simmons. I I almost think that you should see if he can stay healthy long enough to peg him as a starter and try to deal him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I ain't waiting. I mean, I think Sly's doing the right thing and trying to shop him because I don't want to risk an injury. I don't want to risk anything. Um, I think us talking about him might just get one of these crazy guys uh, excited enough to trade for him because I'm thinking of him as a bullpen star too. And I'm, I might kick some tires, you know, I, I don't know. Um, the other piece is Scott Beatty, who is, a, again, kind of has some health issues, but, you know, might actually just be a disappointment because I really thought this guy was going to be a superstar. He's had almost, he's had five or six seasons of disappointment at this rate. Yeah, he, I think what was the real tease is this, that his career started out so good. Like, if you go into his history, he had three really healthy seasons to start his career and was pretty darn good in all three of them and looked like that was going to be what he was. Maybe not ever a win a position player of the year award guy, but a consistent three, four war guy that has lots of value. I mean, he was a one, one and he was the consensus one, one. He's a super talent. He was really good. He was 1-1 the year that Caleb Austin went 1-2, and I'm nobody su- questioned it. Nobody. I'm surprised he's still uh, still a White Sox, because I know he's been shopped. Yep. Um, yeah, health issues aside and slumps aside, uh, there's not a lot of right-handed outfielders who look this good on paper, in my eyes. Yeah. He does a little bit of everything. There's really not a hole to his game. Just the, just the fact that he hasn't been able to stay on the field. He, and he's really not that terrible. It's not like he's uber scrolly. And right? here's another thing. Last year, you look at him and you go, oh, this guy sucks. He had 1.6 war. Sly he was off played in center him in, field. He played center field. What the fuck? Why are you doing that? Uh, you, you cost him. He's a, probably a three and a half war guy or close yep. to three war if yep. he plays left field. Yep. Um, that kills a lot of trade value. So hopefully people listening – are going to say, ooh, Scott Beatty's better than better than the numbers say. Maybe I should trade for him because he could help a lot of teams and he should get something. Yep. But other than all, that, in all, all in all, it makes me sad because I wanted the White Sox to be good just because I like Sly so much, such a good guy, such a stand-up guy. And Dean Rich wanted the White Sox to be good because he's an in real life fan. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Sly, let's just be clear. Right. But, but I, but I can't do it. This team looks bad, and I think they're they are actively going to try to get worse. Yeah, I mean, um, not, not not nothing else to say about a, a team that's trying to suck. Yep. Uh, the farm system's kind of coming together a little bit, though. Uh, that's something nice if they get one or two 
quality pieces for Simmons and Beatty. Uh, they'll be on the right track, but man, it's just it's a tough pill to swallow for a team that was so well liked. Um, and maybe maybe they maybe it's the sly factor, you know? Maybe being neutral and just well liked around the league and a longtime member earns you some favor. Maybe we've been looking through the White Sox with rose-colored glasses. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, another rebuild is coming, and that's a bummer. The uh, Vinny Cortez uh, contract is really, really terrible. Uh, that was a big, big mistake. Thought I'd share. Yeah, not pretty. But, well, you're rebuilding. Is what it is. I guess. Could be worse. All In right, any Houston. case, Houston. Going back down south to Texas. Houston, six, uh, five and fourteen this year. Uh, not good. Can't hit. Can't pitch. Can't field. Um, we done talking about the Astros? Do you like uh, Martino Peraza? Eh, yeah, no. that's kind of what I feel. It's a no. Twenty-five year old. He looks line. like Abraham Delgado. Who's on this team and hurt and making a fuck ton of money and sucks. Man. Um, this team's been in the dumpster for a while, but how far into the dumpster are they? They might be it's the bottom. They're they're very dumpstery. Ugh. Yeah, there's, there's not even a farm system here. There's nothing in place. There's no pieces. I think they can get a lot worse than they were last year. And last year was pretty fucking bad. 59 wins and a 5-2-3 team ERA. Yeah, it's 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 bad. Um, so what do you do? I, I, you sell well, what you I, have? I, I think Victor Vega probably has value. Um, there are think, guys with value here. Let's not Let's not totally diminish them. There's four or five hitters that are quality pieces. Bob McNeil's still good. Eric Williams is a pretty damn good infielder. R.J. Barucki is really interesting. Um, I'm pretty excited for this guy. I've tried to trade for him a few times. Curious to see if he puts it all together. And then the center fielder from uh, the Kansas City guy. That's an elite glove and a decent right-handed bat. Can't ask for much more. Dominguez. Yes, can't ask for much more from your center fielder. That's a, a nice player, too. Yeah, you're right. This team actually has some talent. Um, hey, Bob McNeil. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Mickey Bobby. Mickey Bobby. Yeah. The, the uh, This is part of the Kansas City sell-off. Of, Wasn't Eric Williams supposed to be traded in the Victor I, Vega deal? I don't recall. You know what? Am I tricking myself into thinking this offense is okay? Yes. Because I, I keep looking on names and I'm like, huh. Who on this I, team, who, who leads the team batting average? I think David Weichel is not a 250 hitter. Well, he also can't hit lefties. I know, but he's 75 contact against righties and he was negative war. That just doesn't add up to me. He's also someone that's been shopped heavily. And I guess no one believes in him. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I I think there's hitters. There's just there's no pitching, and I don't think the hitters are good enough. But they might be 
kind of annoying if they score runs. You know, there's not that many horrible hitters. There are some, but not that many. I'm trying. I'm just we we ripped off like two shitty divisions in a row, and I feel like I've shit on like every Everyone? single team tonight. It's hard. I'm, I'm trying to find the good, and I don't see much of it in the West outside of Seattle and Colorado. We like, like we, Texas. So we, oh yeah, we did like Texas. Um. But, man, the West seems like a clusterfuck. Like, I think the two deepest divisions are in the East, and the West is going to be a mess. But, hey, 30 years in, the West has always been shitty, you know? Um, D-Rich is talking me into sort of liking this team, and it makes me <laughs> mad. Um, so I want to be done talking about them. One thing that I will point out is that – uh, this team, as D. Rich mentions, is atrocious in the minors. They have no farm whatsoever. It's not quite. It's not quite Kansas City Royals bad, but but it's pretty bad. Um, and so, if this is a sell-off in Houston, it is going to be a long, dirty process that is going to take some time. Because uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and you and you got to start selling. Um, really, the one hit in the draft he's had because the Astros have been bad for a while. Uh, the one hit he had in the draft was Peraza, who, like we said, isn't looking great. But he's already 25. Um, even guys like that, it's like, what are, you, what are we doing here? We, I, I think probably we not just have to retool our franchise, but we probably have to focus on drafting high school players, getting into international amateurs, and getting some youth. Yeah, I mean, there are some prospects on the top 100 here. Maybe it's just me. I don't I don't like them. I don't like Peraza. I don't like Macy Hedges, Hedges, however you say that. Um, and uh, I don't really like Chris Watson, all that much. So, I mean, maybe they'll be all right, but I just, I don't have a lot of faith, and it worries me. So, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think this team isn't bad enough. Uh, five bats you could trade, and you probably should. I would trade Peraza too. Just get someone who believes in him. I very much would. I think I would trade Peraza. By the next, by the time the Astros are good again, Peraza will be too old. Because as you mentioned, he's sort of old for a prospect. So yeah, he's he's like the only meaningful piece in the top 100, and he's 25. Yep. Uh, this is a so, mess. Yep, it's bad. Um, and I agree with you. I think Houston is the worst team in this division, but I do not think they are one-one potential, and they sort of should be. So, but yeah, sort of sad. It's no fun getting yelled at by Dan Vegas. So he's still mad at us. Sorry, Dan. We don't like the Knights. In any case, are we done with the Central, Jake? I think we yeah, are. Yeah, we're done with it all. We are done with it all. Who gets the buys in the West? Or sorry, um, let's first predict the Central and then who gets the buys. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take the Texas Rangers. 
to win the Central. I'm still going to put the Terriers in second. I would have picked them to win the division with a healthy Tom Cunningham. That three months is just a killer. And so I'll put the Terriers in second. Uh, I'm going to put the Cubs in third, uh, Royals in fourth, White Sox in fifth, Houston Astros in sixth. Um, I think we're we're on the same page here. Um, I think all three of us are going to have basically identical things. It really comes down to who you like more, the Cubs or the Terriers. Um, and I think that's hard because I don't really know what – I don't really have faith in either team. Um, the Terriers for health reasons and the Cubs for talent reasons. But I guess I'm going to go with the Cubs. Um, and it just feels wrong picking Scott for the playoffs, so I might as well just stick to it. So your same order, but Cubs sneak into second. As a uh, as a fan of injury prone players myself, I do feel a connection to these St. Louis Terriers. It's the Angels. It's the Angels, man. It's 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 the Angels, and they're in St. Louis, and I just feel a connection to this team. Um, I'll take the Terriers in first, Rangers right behind them in second. Then the Cubs, Royals, White Sox, Astros. Scott, I just cursed you. Hope you know that. Yeah, right. squint. If you squint, you can see it. I don't have any problem with picking the Terriers. I just think that injury kills them. In any case. Who gets the buys? Um, Mariners. Mariners, and who else? Texas, and I think we're unanimous. Well, Uh, I didn't think Texas wins the division. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to pick the Angels, of course. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with the Terriers. I will take take, uh, Seattle to get the one seed. Uh, I think I will take Texas to get the two seed. So that would mean that San Fran gets the worst two seed. Uh, San Fran? Or, or I'm sorry, California gets the worst two seed. So California gets the worst two seed. I think I'll go ahead and predict that the worst two seed is... Also in the Pacific? Also in the Pacific, which would make it the Falcons via my predictions. And so Sky Sky gets to relish the uh, intra-division wildcard matchup. And that means that I have... Uh, the Terriers facing off with the Rockies, uh, which, if nothing else, would be fun. So, you know, this new format is tough to predict uh, an entire postseason because of the reseeding. So, I think I just want to pick who I think is going to come out of each conference. Um, and I think this is just the most obvious. Seattle Toronto final uh, we've ever had and these teams have met like five times but it just looks like it's going to happen again they have <laughs> met Toronto's only just three times Toronto's only met Seattle three times oh now did Seattle Has n- never beat the Mariners in the Skyline I, Cup Series I was about to say the, Mariners, the Mariners are three and oh 
that would be a fun storyline. Um, but I, I just think Seattle has no one to really challenge them. Uh, I think they'll probably walk it. And Toronto's just so goddamn good. Can't ever pick against them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, uh, I, I really want to be different. Um, I could see Colorado ruining uh, a postseason. Um, I could actually see the Terriers because by the time the postseason comes, maybe Cunningham's back. He's only out for three months, not nine. So he could be back. I think that team, if they stay healthy and is maybe not if they stay healthy, but just if they're healthy at the time of the playoff, could upset a team like Texas and uh, or Seattle and, and screw up some postseasons. Um, in the East, I still feel like there exists a situation in which the Mets make the playoffs and upset the Blue Jays. But I picked the Yankees, so I'm going to take the Jays. And uh, uh, I'll take the Terriers, Jays Terriers, uh, just to change it up. That would be got, a hell of a run. I got no fucking clue. I mean, I, I hate to be the same as Deers, but this does seem like an obvious uh, Jays Mariners season. I think you could see. I mean, shit, it's the postseason. Anything can happen. I mean, you give a team like – you get a team like Baltimore to the postseason with that with that pitching staff. You you want to have to go against uh, Geraldo, Kichilela, and Dodgson three times each? Probably not. No, yeah, they're a great team, but you just can't ever really bet up against Toronto. I know it's not fun, but hmm. – Awards! I'll rock and roll some awards. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the non-Alex Rivera. Let's start with the non-Toronto Division East Position Player of the Year. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go with a fella. Uh, and Joe Sparrow a- doesn't count either. I'm gonna go with a fella, Matt Martin. Um, we Ooh, talked about him yesterday being one of the sneakiest. Is he maybe better than Jason Sukal? Maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to take him. It sucks taking a first baseman, but I think he's pretty safe for six and a half war. You guys wanna go, want me to keep ripping him? Yeah, you can keep going if you want. Okay. Uh, I mentioned my rookie of the year yesterday. Uh, that's a guy in New York City named Zamorano. Uh, Should have been up last year. Pains me, but I'll take him. Uh, Pitcher of the year, I'm going to go a little off the wall, and I'm going to go with Sergio Tovar getting another one in his old Ooh, age. Ooh, that's a good pick. I absolutely love this Detroit defense. Um, I don't know how long Tovar will be good, but I think he can keep it together for just one more year and get it done. Um, and as far as reliever of the year, I know this guy's not going to get a ton of save opportunities. Uh, but Luis Madero Jr. has never won one. Uh, he struggled last year, but this guy's been in really high in the voting a lot of times, and he just feels due. He finished second McDougal in 2028, I believe. I, I think he might have finished second more than once. He's uh, he's had three or four incredible seasons. 
So yeah, I'm gonna go that route. Or sorry, it's 2027, not 2028 that he finished second McDougal. Yeah, that was when he had a ERA of just 1. above 1.11. Crazy. Um, in uh, are you are you gonna rock the West too, or you want to come back to that? Uh, I can do. You guys go ahead. I don't want to keep talking so much. You mind if I uh, pop in here, Trent? Go for it. Um, I'm not going to make this my position player of the pick. I'm not going to say this is my position player of the year, but I think this is someone that could definitely finish top five. Angel Bonifacio in Detroit. I raved about him yesterday. He is off to a good, not great start, uh, OPSing 881, but he's a 75 contact line drive hitter with 75 speed. I mean, this if if I were to create a perfect batting type, at least for California, this is what I would create. This is the batter I would create. And he feels due. Never really put it together, but I'm with you. Um, I don't understand how he gets caught stealing as much as he does. Maybe he just goes too much. Um, I don't get it, but that's who. Uh, that's what I'm going with. I told y'all yesterday who my uh, rookie of the year is, and I am not changing it. My rookie of the year pick is Danny Segrist. Love it. I love everything I, about it. I don't care how this year goes for him. He's going to end up on my ballot, um, and I do not apologize for that. Uh, pitcher of the year, again, I'm going to go non-Torres Mercado division. I love oh, – God, yeah, fuck – Mike Kimbrough, fuck, I hate, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but through four starts, has not given up a home run, only gave up eight last year at 32 starts. If those Ks can creep up towards 10, watch out. And then reliever of the year, who was I looking at there? Um... Come back to me and reliever the year, please. Okay. Um, for position player of the year in the East or MVP, I think we're calling it now. I'm going to take Dave Modica from Baltimore off to a hot start. And if this guy leads Baltimore to a division victory, which I think is quite possible, be one of the best players on one of the best teams. He's not going to win because it's going to be AR-15. But it's a player that I think could get hot and really put up some gaudy numbers. Um, for uh, Rookie of the Year, if you want me to say who I really think it's going to win, I will take a Toronto guy and take Hild because obviously he's fantastic. If you don't like that one, I'll stay in the same division. And I will pick also from that Tigers pitching staff. Eddie Arce, who I think could wow. be pretty special in that Tigers rotation. That's what I was looking at. Um, sorry, That's I, I hate to off the wall to me. Wow. I hate to cut it on you and Trent, but I'm going back to back Amir Dubose. Interesting. See, he, he won last year. Yep. Yeah, hard to keep track when the <laughs> they have such a good one-two punch in McDougal and Dubose. Uh, all right. Let's head east. Or excuse me. Let's head west. Um, I'll rock and roll again. Um, I think we should go non-Juan Martinez at division. He's kind <laughs> of gotten boring. He's won twice in a row. I think we all know he's the favorite, especially since he's hitting 450. So I'm going to go off the wall 
I'm going to go with the guy I mentioned earlier has potential, maybe, possibly, to win an MVP, and that's Danny Rail, uh, the center fielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I think if he has like an 870, 850 OPS, he's an eight-war guy. Um, we could see the bat improve and even maybe the stolen bases improve. He hasn't been great on the base paths, but with this new game, wouldn't shock me if he stole 50. Uh, so I think it's possible if he stays healthy. Um, for pitcher of the year, I'm going to go with Jesse Lesher in Seattle. A Chico State boy, so I've always loved him. Uh, but he's always kind of been trapped in Texas. Been a tough ballpark. Going to Seattle with an insane defense, insane ballpark, insane team. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable saying he's going to win 22 games. And as much as you guys meme about that, we voted Mike Der- Verdeen pitcher of the year solely I for wins. I did not. I did not. Well, that's the I way the league not. feels. Yeah, I know. I know. But anyway, we were three of like the five people who didn't vote for him. So, yep. Sounds Triple crown right. be damned. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, but Lesher, I think even without the wins, which are going to be a lot, uh, I think he's going to have a crazy good year. I really like him there. Um, rookie of the year. I'm going to go back to Los Angeles, take a guy named Jason Curtis. Mm hmm. Second baseman, he's probably the favorite for rookie of the year, I would have to say. So not the sexiest pick, but a very safe one. Hurt right now, so hopefully it doesn't hurt his case too much, but hard to imagine this guy struggling. And uh, a boring pick for reliever of the year. Doesn't look like there's a ton of lockdown relievers in the West, the more I looked at it. So the one guy left over is in Chicago, and that's Steve Lockhart. He's already won two. Uh, You said people don't know his name. I think if he wins a third... People won't forget. I'll uh, I'll go again here. Um, I'll start with Rookie of the Year because I do want to shout out again Juan Vieta. Again, off to an unreal start. Um, absolutely not at all sustainable. Um, and losing him for four weeks is going to hurt. But I think once he gets back, just the combination of defense and left field plus speed will get him enough war that people would just sort of vote him in without really giving a second look at it. Whether or not that's right, I think that's something that could absolutely happen. Pitcher of the year, I'm going right back to the fucking well. Give me Danny Folks. One of these years he's going to be healthy, and one of these years he's going to set the fucking world on fire, and I'm going to call it every year until it happens. Yeah, he's going to have a 365 bad because the ball's going to get hit to shortstop. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, position player of the year. I'm gonna go out on a limb and give me John Valley. Ooh. How he could easily be another. He could easily be a seven war guy this year. We talked about it. It's uh, it's in the cards. I'm with you. So why the fuck not? And then uh, reliever of the year. Big fan of what's going on in Vegas. I think Andy Felt got fucked last year. I'll go right back to the well. Andy Felt. Sounds good. Um, I I love love the Vieta pick for Rookie of the Year in California. Uh, since I'll try not to use that one, I'm going to take a really off-the-wall pick, and I'll take an expansion team rookie of the year pick. And I'll go with Goyette in Vancouver off to a hot start. 
hitting lots of home runs. Don't know that it's sustainable, but Tommy Goyette, why not let him play all the time, Ryan? See how many home runs he can hit in that perfectly neutral ballpark. And uh, uh, also going to run real well. Nice power-speed combo. That's a neat thing with uh, 22. Could accumulate some more. Again, I'm just trying to look for a fun pick since largely uh, Jake stole my rookie pick in Vieta. Well, it's um, on pace for seven war. I think you're okay. Yeah, no, it's not. A, it's just for fun anyway. Um, for pitcher of the year, I still think Alex Montan is one of the favorites every year. He won last year. So if you don't like that, I will throw out my favorite pitcher in the Chicago on the Cubs, Kevin Mowbray. So think if the Cubs are really good, he's the guy that's going to get them there because none of those other guys are going to stay healthy. Um, in, uh, I'm going to stay in Chicago. It's the Steve Lockhart award until somebody gets win it. Call me stealing D Richard's pick if you want, but it, he's the best. There are no other contenders. Um, for uh, position player of the year, I I feel a little bit bad that Dan Vegas is mad at us. So I'm going to throw him a bone here, and I'm going to take Rastetter to be fantastic in Vegas um, and take down position player of the year in the West. I I think that's actually a just a great pick. Didn't cross my mind. Um, but yeah, I think he might be the best hitter in the West. Or not. So much of the talents in the East. I swear. Um, if you want another pick for pitcher of the year, I did fuck up. I hate it when I fuck things up. Makes me so mad. My favorite pitcher in Oakland is Danny Simmons. Uh, and he was the guy who I wanted to highlight because he is another one dot single digit pick. Uh, by the A's in 2022, drafted uh, Danny Simmons, like that guy. And I do think he is one of the top 20 pitchers currently in the sky. And so wanted to make mention of that. I put something on Sky Trivia about the only Hall of Famer to be a one-dot single-digit draft pick. And Zach ruins all fun things and tried to be cute and was a dick as Zach often is and uh, gave away the answer. Uh, do you guys know? You know, I yeah, actually I, don't. I didn't see him spoil it. Uh, I saw it, so uh, I know who the answer is, and I would not have guessed it in, in, uh, in, in, in your defense. It's, I like this trivia question a lot. The only Hall of Fame pitcher to be selected with a one-dot single digit was D.J. Hoover, selected by the Toronto Blue Jays in 1992, so before the human GM era, it, with the one-dot six. And wow. so, D.J. Hoover. Here's the really tough trivia. The second highest drafted Hall of Fame pitcher. Is who? Anybody know? I was just looking at these pitchers the other day. Um, 
It's really, really hard. Second highest drafted pitcher? Is it a human era guy at least? Nope. Oh, I mean, I'm looking at this now. I would guess the so, fucking San Francisco Giant guy. Nope. I don't know. Juan it's Escobar. Eddie Lehman, reliever, who was wow. drafted with the 27th pick overall. Wow. Number I was going to say Troy Pelton, but I forget he's not a Hall of Famer. Never he's will be. not a Hall of Famer. But he was a first-rounder. He was 31st overall. Correct. Um, the first human-era guy is Basinger, who was drafted with the 48th overall pick. 214, perhaps? I would have to look. Basinger <laughs> was number 48 overall, 2-8. Yeah. yeah, I know in 20, what year was it? So, of the 50 players, of the 50 players in the Hall of Fame, 18 were drafted. Two came into Sky uh, in 1980, Pat Newell and uh, Enot. And the other, or excuse me, John Hayes was also one of those. uh, My mistake. Uh, And the other... 29 of them. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Don't listen to me. Just, I'm I'm making shit up. Don't listen to me. There were a lot of guys not drafted. Oh, yes, that's what I was going for. A lot of guys not drafted. Which Aguilar, Bermeo, Bonehead, uh, Cuevas, Juan Escobar, Ismael Estrada, Alfredo Fargas, Muggsy, uh, Juan Flores, the Wolf of First Street, Silky, Galvez, Alfredo Garza, uh, all these guys were either Bleeder Morales, either IAFA, Tommy Tutel, IAFA, or Scouting Discoveries. Yeah, well, with pitchers, that's the list that I really pay the most attention to. Uh, There has never been, at least to my knowledge, a top 20 pitcher in the sky. And I've been following this list for a long time. Who was an IAFA? Never. Lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of scouting discoveries. But no true IAFAs have ever made the top 20 starting pitcher list. There are not good pitchers in IAFA. No, lots, lots of great hitters. But no. I believe Marrero was a discovery. No, he was an IAFA. Sorry Mel to Mar- rain on your parade, but Mel Marrero counts, I think. But I don't remember where he ranked. Uh, he was also he an IAFA who signed for like 50 bucks. So he was absolutely. All right, I've got some Hall of Fame trivia for you guys. Right now, I'm four players in the Hall of Fame have been drafted in the top 10. Who are those four? DJ Hoover, of course, one of them. So who are the other Fort? three? Nate Ford is one of them, a 1 1. Nate Purdue? Nate. For Nate, uh, Nate Purdue, the other one, a 1-3. And who is the other one drafted in 1992? Oh, shit. Okay, at least I got the human era ones. Um, Out of the same draft class. I was going to say, I was thinking about highest guys. Mike Com has also same draft in, like, 117, I think. 119. Fuck. Um, 92? Who? So he's drafted in 92. That means he probably debuted in 95, which means he, he probably retired in, retired in 2011. 2011. Uh, Bobby Hagley. No. Fuck. 
Bobby Hagley was a 1.30. Shit, I forgot. Um, you know, I'm not sure. 92, retired 2011. I guess that's really the hint. Uh, means he probably had his prime in 2006. Probably before, maybe 2003. Maybe Luis Resendez, the catcher. No. Fuck. I don't know. I thought I was on it. Son of a gun. Luis Resendez was an IAFA that signed in 91, though, so you're somewhat close. And he probably retired in 2011, so I'm very smart. Uh, but not smart enough. I don't uh, know. Resendez retired in 2014, actually. Hmm. Um. His nickname was Slap. Ooh. Uh, uh. I was going to say Cuevas, but no. Nope. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Oh, Sama Dorito. 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 Sama Dorito. All right. Slap Dorito. Yeah, okay. It was a 1-6 in 92. Uh, Other first-rounders in the Hall of Fame. Hagley, Lehman, Gomez. One other first-rounder. Only one other first rounder in that 2001 draft class. Nate Riley. Nate fucking Riley. Man, one, yeah, I know that 2001 draft class like the back of my fucking hand. I swear. Because he's 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 burned it into his memory. Are that we was, convinced? Uh, are you guys with me that the draft was uh, rigged? Was oh, absolutely. Pumped? And of course, the Angels were the only ones that got the fucking shit, fucking Jimmy Demlo. Okay, okay, Jimmy Denlow, 1-8. Decent left-handed center no, he fielder. Was like, he was like 1-4, I think. Yeah, I th- actually, I think you're right. I think he was 1-4. That sounds so familiar. No, maybe 1-6? Six? Six? No, they Angels sucked that year. No, he was 1-4. Well, at least you didn't draft a pitcher who was a top 15 prospect who then decided to play basketball. Uh-huh. I'm still bitter about that. 29 seasons later. There's a shock. Um... I uh, I very much think that Joe did something to the draft, and I think he really wanted Nate Riley in the early second and Texas Matt, because I really do think it was Texas Matt. I think he's been around forever, Matt. Has. Yeah, I think so. And he screwed it up by taking Riley in the late first. Joe uh, was always very adamant that Nate Riley was his favorite player in Skyline, which... It's always led me to put on the tinfoil hat regarding that wonky-ass career. Yep. yep. Seems like a manipulated player. I bet he had a... Well, and as we've discussed, he's a cheat code. I mean, Nate Riley's a cheat code. Uh, Reverse splits from a lefty just fucking never happens. So, yeah. He's crazy. So, but yeah, no, I I know that I remember that 2001 draft. the first draft I participated in was... Was that Gibney? Was that... No, that was 2003. No, that was 2002, Ron Gibney. Taken 113, if I had to say. Uh, 112? 112. 115. 115. God dang it. I also had a... Was Ron Gibney a CEI? No. No. No, Gibney uh, actually had a good career in Miami, I think. Yeah, well, he, he was pretty decent in Philly. He's just a disruptive fuck. Yeah, no. Uh, he, I don't he remember him being disruptive. I remember being crushed when you take, took him in the draft. 
I uh, I also had a. You went to A&M uh, Corpus Christi. I had a supplemental pick in the first round too. Do you know who that was? <laughs> no. Because it was a Philly. Estrada. Your Estrada. The oh. scrolliest of all scrolls. Landrum excluded. I think the the maddest JP ever was was when he was trying to convince us that he wasn't wrecked or something or he was just just fragile. No, I remember. Shut the fuck I remember uh, your 2001 first rounder, one of my favorite players of all time, because of what happened in 2009. Mike Cullen. Oh, yeah, well. Powerful back. Does anyone remember what happened to Mike Cullen in 2009? It's I remember my player. I don't remember his. One of what my happened? favorite, one of my favorite pod moments ever. He was out for like a year and a Nine half. Nine months. With a tooth problem. Oh, yep, yeah. broken molar. <laughs> and I remember on one of the first ever pods that we did, all three of us, I said something like, can't we get him like a cap for that shit? And then Deamrich said, yeah, the pussy. And guys were going bananas on Slack. It was a good moment. So, yep. Now, I was not drafting. I mean, Mike Cullen was a prospect in my system, but I did not draft in 2001. Philadelphia did not have a one, did not sign a one, two, three, four, or five in 2000. Yeah, that, that guy was an idiot. So, yeah. How many of your first rounders can you name, Trent, if I give you the year? Oh, that would be fun. I think I could do them all. Uh, I could probably get you pretty close. Why? 2003. 2003. Um, this was the year of the third baseman. Oh. Oh, oh that makes I know it. Easier. Sergio Gloria. Yep. So- Zion Cisse, Sergio. Zion fucking Cisse. Atlanta took a guy with the last name Smallwood, which made everybody laugh. Good Uh, memory. I thought of him today when we mentioned another Smallwood. 2004. Uh, Oh, my best pick of all time. Um, It was probably a hitter. This was when I knew the draft was fucked because... I had a clear, like, 1-1. One, was, one. was that the Jason Foley year? That was the Jason Foley year. First baseman Jason Foley. Yeah. So that year, I thought there was a clear best player in the draft, and he fell to me at 26 or 7 or 8. And I was like, okay, this draft is – it was screwy. Uh, I'm really glad the system has changed. But that was John Schwab in the 26th, 27th pick. 2005. It's too early for, I think that's too early for Chevalier. Um, It can't have been a pitcher. That was back in my, I hate drafting pitchers in the first round days. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah, I, mean, I think center fielder. fielder. Center Ooh. fielder. Did Ooh. not debut with Philly, but did eventually come back to Philly. I know Luis who it Contreras? was. It's Eric Paramo. 
Yeah. <gasps> wow, I liked that player a lot. He was like I a remember, 45 overall as a prospect. D. Rich, D. Rich sent me a, a uh, DM after I drafted him saying, that is a great pick. I love this guy. And he sucked. As a matter of fact, he is a current base coach for somebody in the sky. Good to know. 2006, you mentioned him, Brian Chevalier, so I'll give you that one. Yep. 2007. Never got above double A. Oh, God. Um... I have no idea. I remember my 07. Who's your 07, Rich? Dan Abel, who was a Atlanta Brave for about two weeks and then got traded for Franklin Manriquez. <laughs> Philadelphia's 2007 first rounder, Danny Saez. Oh, I don't even remember that name. Damn. Again, I'm going to I'm gonna cut the podcast here for those of you that do not care about the Philadelphia oh, Phillies yeah. draft history. Uh, so thank you for listening if you want to. List more or listen to this podcast and want to go back and listen to it, you can find it on my Twitch stream, twitch.tv backslash M-I-Z-Z Tigers 1. Thank you for joining us on this Skyline Season Preview.